we're rolling. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 118 of the Jiu Jitsu Dummies podcast. We are brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business on or offline, that's website design, Google ads, graphic design, print, anything you can think of, we can help. Check us out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram or our website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. You can request a free review of your online presence today. My name is Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt training out of South Florida. We got Bo behind the camera. Hola. Miguel is still not with us. Hopefully, Hola. we'll have him back in, a, in a, uh, maybe like occasionally on a few episodes. He's we super busy with work. Miguel I saw him this weekend. We're still buds. There's nothing weird going on. Yeah. He's just super busy. He's traveling a lot for work now. We have, we have spirit, um, spirit, <laughs> the spirit of Miguel. We should we should yeah. get like a little cutout. We probably have yeah. enough pictures to put a little should, cutout of him. Right? Should make a cutout. Yeah. All right. Joining us today is Black Belt Zach Maslani. Right, gotta make sure I say his name right. He's the owner of Finishers Sub Only. Uh, he's also owner of Finishers MMA HQ and Tenth Planet Bethlehem in Bethlehem, PA. So uh, stick around; it's gonna be a great conversation. And uh, let's just go through some of our housekeeping real quick. Don't forget to like, comment, share, click the subscribe button. We'd really appreciate all the support. A uh, few quick shout-outs. Thank you to our friends over at Firm Roll. Actually, Sean actually put us together with uh, with uh, Zach. Uh, they know each other. He told me, you got to have this guy on. He's just a great dude, and uh, and I'm glad we did. Uh, Flow and Roll is hands down the best custom gi and no gi gear in the business. Visit them on Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and check out all their custom designs. They're putting out a ton of, ton of stuff. They're even putting out uh, more stuff throughout the year, their own stuff. Not only the stuff that they create for... Uh, for businesses or, or, or academies around the country, they're also putting out their own stuff. So check it out. He's got some really cool stuff uh, that we've even been posting on, on our Instagram. You can find our podcast tee on their site. We've got a, a no-gi kit there, the Peace Love Jiu-Jitsu no-gi kit. Top, right? So we got the top and the bottom. Go check them out. Again, Instagram is at flow underscore n underscore roll. Or visit the website, which is just flow, the letter n, flow and roll. Dot com. You get 20% off your online order, and really what they're known for, not just their cool designs, but they're also known for their pre-order programs. So again, check them out. If you're ordering online, you're ordering t-shirts, gis, belts, 20% off with code JJD. All right, thank you to Neutral Zone Clean. We've got their stuff here on the table. Uh, my go-to, we were just, uh, well... <laughs> I'm giving away that we've recorded the episode already with Zach, and then <laughs> I just mentioned to Zach that I used oops, the, oops right? <laughs> Broke the break the fourth wall. Fuck. So I've actually uh, I've sprayed my belt with the Nutrizone Clean uh, instead of washing it as much as I used to. So I'm uh, I'm like going over to the dark side, I guess you could say. So check them out at Nutrizone Clean on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, their mission is to keep you clean on and off the mats. Your training, your personal life, around the house. They've got soaps, wipes, sprays, refills. We've got the canister. We've got the new soap. We've got the two liquid soaps here. They're all incredible. I've tried them all. Highly recommended. I, I always say I carry one of those canisters in the car. I go get gas. I shake, I'm shaking a bunch of hands. I got to go to a business meeting tonight. I'm actually going to a happy hour tonight. I'm going to be shaking everybody's hands when I get in the car. I always wipe them down. No disrespect to anybody, but, you know, we're in post-COVID days. They, so I'm always, might, I'm have, always, they might have poopies yeah, on their hands. <laughs> or that, right? <laughs> so check them out at NeutralZoneClean.com, and you could use code JJD to get 15% off any of their awesome products. Uh, Leo Optics. I got. I think this is. I think this is a different uh, pair of sunglasses. I've been putting out. Last time we put out uh, a pair. Um, very cool. 
you got to get that bow right. We've got the the red stripe from the black belt, right? Yeah. These are like if you can tell they're like kind of brown. Very cool. Love them. Like look like they do that. Like you see that that little stretch. I mm -hmm. love that. These are bamboo. These are made out of bamboo. They're really cool. They're uh, made by jujitsu practitioners for jujitsu practitioners, right? So very cool. And bamboo I love is, them. Uh, bamboo is very durable, and it's it's not doesn't uh, swell with water when it gets wet or sweat, and um, and it's flexible. You know, like you know how things happen. It always happens to us like this. I've been wearing like a pair of like aviators for the longest time. I got them at like BJ's wholesale, right? I've been like wearing, I always buy cheap glasses because I'm always breaking them, sitting on yes. them, losing them. Yep. And I had bought Leo Optic a long time when they first came out and I lost them in New York. They actually fell out of my pocket in an Uber and I never got them back. Uh. And I was thinking about like, I want to get a different pair. I was like going to go to like the black Ray-Bans, the, the old school Ray-Bans. And I get a message in my inbox, like within just a couple of days. I'm like, I was like, I'm gonna go buy these new sunglasses. I'm yeah. gonna go get a new pair. And I like the universe talking to me, is saying, <laughs> you know, like. And then they reach out, and we started working together. So super happy to work with with Law Lionel and his team. Man. Get go to LeoOptics.com. Get 10% off with code JJD for all of our sponsors. If you go to the link on our Instagram, the at Jujitsu Dummies. Go to the link tree link, click on that. It'll take you to all of our sponsors' pages. It'll take you to anything that involving the show. Just it's probably the easiest way to to get to these sponsors is just visit us on IG. All right. So thank you to to Lionel and his team. We really appreciate it. Love working with you guys. Um, let's jump into a quick unboxing. So we've got a new box. My favorite box. Oh, the BJJ. Right. The BJJ box. box. So we're gonna we're gonna well, first of all, hold on. Uh, uh, look at that. Wait, take your, yeah, no, because it looks just, the dude, it looks so much like you, it's so funny. It's hilarious. But it's, and you can't, you can't guard New favorite tea? Nobody can guard you. Are you kidding? No. Get my ass handed to me all the time. Yeah. I'm actually so happy to see, I, I use this, this was awesome. What is it? Life doesn't stink. This is stink bug. This okay. one's hibiscus mint. I don't. Re I know this isn't the one that I had last time, but I love these. They're really cool. Underarm deodorant. I, I kept that last one. I didn't give that one to Miguel. So we've got a, a deodorant stick. We've got honey stinger energy gel. All right. right. As a matter of fact, hold on one second because I've got, um, I've got the write up. That's my bad. Stimulating. So <laughs> I've actually got like the the write up for them. Uh, so. Um, yeah, this is Honey Stinger. Like, the, you get the value. So, like, this is a dollar fifty-six. Like, if you just bought it like this, right? Right. So, this is uh, fruit smoothie and energy gel. So, you get four of the most popular flavors: there's fruit smoothie, gold gel, and caffeinated strawberry kiwi gel are some of the other flavors that they have. Interesting. All right, we've got penguin fingers. Yeah. Cold compression therapy. Yep. Do you know what these are? Heard you of put it. them in the freezer yep. and then you put yep. them on your fingers if you if you get injuries. Like yep. we're we're you know that's jam, our thing in the jujitsu world is yeah, like getting jam, your fingers caught in the fingers. jam fingers, getting them caught yeah. in the gi. Um, karate. I, like I used right to get here. I used to get jam fingers for. Karate I've already looked through the box, so I I'm like I know what's next. I got jam fingers from karate, man. That sucked. Look, this is really cool. You got a BJJ journal. This says. Oh, cool. Well, that didn't work, is what it said. 
The card says, well, oh. that didn't work. So your BJJ journal to remember how to actually do the technique. So you actually have like That's some things that neat. you can check mark, yep. the type of technique it was, takedown, sweep, guard retention, uh, whether you could use it for gi or no gi or both, and even has like a little body there. So you can write notes on the on the body, the outline sure. of the body. Hurts so, here, hurts there. Very, very <laughs> cool. That is super unique. Yep. I've never been a journaler. Like I, I know people, some people that do, but I think that this is a really cool way, especially when you're new, to keep track of the things that you're learning. So here is the large. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this away to one of the guys that I know wears a large in my gym. I'm gonna wait for somebody's birthday or something. Mm -hmm. uh, normally this would have gone to Miguel, but sorry, Miguel, you got to be here to get your uh, to get your gifts. Um, this is the same shirt that I'm wearing. So this, yep. what does it say yep. again? This is, uh, you can't guard this. All right. So we get a t-shirt, right? I don't want to wear that cause I'll get all, I get my ass kicked. Somebody will and guard me. And this one is sweat. <laughs> is it sweat X on the go odor eliminator? So it's got like a picture of like football gear, shoes, MMA, like not shoes, uh, skates, uh, MMA gloves, it's even game. like a, a gym bag and, and, uh, and yoga gear cool. gets the funk out. Very funk, cool. Funk you. Okay. Let me look here real quick. Uh, every once in a while, there is a, like, maybe a, no, not in this one. Sometimes you get, like, uh, a lot of times with the box, you might get a coupon code for an instructional or a website that sells other stuff. So sometimes that happens as well. But look, this is... What I call, you know, I say, hey, my favorite jujitsu box. They're going to deliver this stuff to your door every month. You know, we get two T-shirts because it's me and Miguel usually. So um, you're going to get a T-shirt and you're going to get somewhere, I would say, this stuff in the neighborhood of maybe. Four to seven. With T-shirts could be like 25 bucks. This is going to be maybe close to $50 worth of gear. So the guarantee is that you're going to pay less for the box than individually than, buying the, than what the yeah. Yeah, what the items are yeah. the valuable of the, the items yep. so you're going to get premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel equipment equipment su supplements supplies snacks they find the best products in the world jiu-jitsu and guarantee that every box is going to be worth more than the cost so uh, you're going to get about four to seven items what did we have here so with the t-shirt three there's six items there mm -hmm. um cool. use code jjd to get ten dollars off your first order and again, you go to thebjjbox.com. And there are other, this is the VIP box. There are some others. There's a quarterly. There's one where you get a rash guard. So go check it out and let us know what you think. And uh, maybe post your own unboxing video on, on your Instagram. That'd All right. Be cool. Pretty cool. Alrighty. All right. Let's move on. So I'm going to put a link. You know, uh, we had uh, Tubby and Eric Aliquin on last episode. Yep. And before we go into the episode with Zach, um, she posted about a young man that got hit by a car. I'm not 100% if he's a student or if he trains jujitsu, but a young man, he was walking home from his girlfriend's house and got hit by a car. He's like... Not doing well. Yeah, he's not do He wasn't doing really well. He has to go in for multiple surgeries. Ooh. I'm going to put Ouch. his... It's not a GoFundMe, but it's a... Uh, it's just a, another platform that raised money. Um, I'm going to put it in the Linktree bio before this episode, and I'm going to leave it out there for about a month. Uh, just go to, if you can help out, just check out the story. Young kid, wrong place. Um, they originally thought that the car that hit him, like the guy took off, he didn't. The guy that hit him actually stopped, wound up like 
holding like a towel over his head because he was bleeding, like actually helped him out. So thank God it wasn't like a hit and run situation. Yeah. But he, uh, but he's in need and his family could use some help. Yep. So uh, the young man's name is Lorenzo. And again, I'm going to put the link in the uh, into our link tree. It'll be right at the top. I'm going to put it in the top so you can't miss it. If you can donate, if not, share. Do both if you can. We'd really appreciate it. I know Tubby and her family would yep. appreciate it as well. Yep. Okay. All right. So that's it. We're going to uh, jump right in. You got anything, Bo? We're good? Uh, yeah, right. I don't know. All right. Let's get Zach in here then. Let's do this. Cool beans. Hey, Professor Zach. How you doing, man? What's up, brother, man? Thanks for having me on, man. I really appreciate it. No, thank you for joining us, man. I think you're, you might be our first 10th planet guy, to be honest. Really? <laughs> oh, what wow. is it? What are we at? 118. This is episode 118. Yeah. Um, so I think you might be our first, first 10th planet guy, unless there's been like a, I don't know. Nice. We, I did, we did have an attorney on that's, uh, he's a black belt, like under the loop, like the ATT days. And he said he just okay. started, uh, uh, training at a 10th planet Pompano beach. He's been oh, going okay. in. Yeah, I think yeah. he's trying to like, you know, he's an older guy, so he's just trying to like supplement his uh his game a little bit. So nice. We'll still we'll still say you're the first official. Yeah. So. All right. Sweet. I'll take it. <laughs> so let's let's dive in. I mean, I know that you have an interesting story. I know that you're not just a jujitsu guy. I think you did karate and other martial arts. So let's start there. Like tell tell us about your intro into this beautiful world that we call jujitsu. Um, so I got into jujitsu because uh I got um Triangle choked in an MMA fight when I was 19. <laughs> and, uh, that's I good thought, I, yeah, I thought I knew what I was doing, you know, and I watched UFC and, um, you know, I was training at a karate school, but it changed to kickboxing grappling, but I didn't have a wrestling background either. So I was just kind of down to strike. And I felt like just cause I had my, you know, the karate background, a lot of the guys had grappling backgrounds. So I was doing pretty good on the feet for a while. I had some kickboxing matches, did the golden gloves. And then, uh, I won my first MMA fight and then the second one, not so much. So turned out years later, I found out that the guy was cornered by uh, Donaher. So um, <laughs> I saw it and I went to a Donaher seminar in uh, Long Island at uh, Matt Sarah's gym. And I was looking through the pictures. I was flipping through the picture book. I was like, oh, man, that guy, I fought that guy. And I was like, oh, wait, that's me getting choked out. I'm like, oh, wait, he had Donaher <laughs> in his corner. I'm like, all right, I felt a lot better. So because back, I think that was around like 2003 ish 2002 and um i was i was training at tiger showman's before that and uh yeah it just kind of like got me really deep into wanting to learn uh jujitsu i didn't know it was that deep at the time yeah. i just thought it was like a couple of moves and you know i really didn't understand it until i actually like felt someone like the same size or a little bit smaller than me just completely demolish me and then choke me unconscious i was like oh okay you know, I got to learn this. <laughs> was it as I call it, I call it bougie. That's just the word that I've called it. I mean, like jujitsu, we're, we're so bougie. Like we think it's the best martial art ever. Like it's like, gotta yeah, I have it. Can't do without it. Um, when you first crossed over, was it like that when you first crossed over from, from like stand up karate into, into jujitsu? Were they like um, that? Like, Oh, karate. What are you doing with karate? Get over here. You know? Yeah. I think, uh, well, actually I think Tiger shook cause it was Tiger showman's. I think they had like a, a really good, um, a lot of people don't know this, but they had a really good reputation in um, the local fighting, like fighting just kind of started back then. There wasn't that many events and they had reality fighting, which is owned by Naga or Naga or whatever, however you say it, um, owned by them. And then there's, um, uh, the grapplers quest had fights called sports fights. And so they had a couple of local and then ring of combat, which is still going on. And, um, and back in the day, the tiger showman guys really had the upper hand and they were onto something. They just didn't from in where I lost it. And, um, 
you know, with them was I didn't, I, the striking was good, but I, I wasn't learning the ground game like I needed to, you know, and eventually I ended up leaving. I wasn't training for a while. And, um, but I started going to the hens, uh, the closest Henzo Gracie I could find, but the guys who were running it were only purple belts. Like you couldn't even find a black belt. You'd have to go to New York to get a, to like learn from Henzo himself. And that's what these guys were doing. So I kind of went down there and started, they did give me, I'm not going to lie. They did give me the cold shoulder a little bit when I first came in. Cause they were like, go to the beginner class. And I'm like, I've already had professional fight. Like, well, there was no professional. It was just pro in back in the day. There wasn't amateur, but I was like, I've already had fights. I want to learn the real shit. And they wouldn't like, let me really learn it at first. They tried to make me go through, which is what funny because I do that now as an instructor for all these young wrestler guys come in. I'm like, no, you got to learn the basics first. But at the time I was like, put me in advanced class, you know, and they're like, you don't know what you're doing, you know? So, um, but man, I, I did go to a Henzo seminar. I wasn't ranked or anything at the time. And I just had a friend go with me and um, he, he taught us the uh, anaconda choke that day. That was like the main thing. I think it was like some passing and an anaconda choke. And um, I didn't have a gi or anything. So me and this other guy had to do it. No gi. And I, it wasn't even 10th planet. We just, I just didn't train gi. Tiger Showman's was always, you know, and all the MMA places like that. I wanted to go to were just like shorts and a t-shirt. And um, he put an anaconda choke on me in the seminar. And I, I, I'll never forget being like, I need to learn that. I need to know like, how did he get the choke so tight? Yeah. I was like, cause he almost put me to sleep in like five, like 0.5 seconds. I was like, Oh, you know what I yeah. mean? And I was like, I need to know this now. Like obviously granted it was Henzo. Um, and he was like just fighting and stuff like that back then. But like, I, I was like, wow. I was like, I need to learn it. So I feel like some people, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you guys agree. Some people go one of two ways when they come in, they either, and Eddie Bravo said he did the same thing when he first came in, he got his ass kicked. And then he was like, I need to learn how to do this to somebody. And you want to learn it yourself. You figure like, if that guy can get good at it, I can hang out here long enough and I could probably get good at it too. But then some people I've seen come in, um, even with experience and want to learn and they just can't handle the class or they just can't take the ego check of getting beat by like, you know, some guy who sits behind a desk all day and he comes <laughs> and pops you up. He looks like a regular guy or like you're getting choked out by a, one of our teenagers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just like, what the hell? Like some people can't take that. Some people can't take that. Like I've had, um, uh, you know, people with professional jobs, you know, just train forever, get really good. And then some MM guy wants to do MMA comes in and they put him in ankle lock and they get pretty upset. They're like, that's <laughs> bullshit. I'm like, Oh, well, that's real, dude. I mean, that guy's good. You know, like he knows the techniques. I like to tell people, if I lined up a group of people, just normal people off the street that didn't train, and I mixed them in with just 10 people, normal people, mix them in with 10 people that I train with and just mix them up in a line, you would not cover their ears for the guys that have cauliflower ear. But if you just tried to pick out who did jujitsu, you wouldn't even be able to tell. You wouldn't, there's no, you know, it's yeah. just like accountant, vet, doctor, law enforcement, you know, ex-military. Like, it's just such a mixture. Like, they just look like regular guys, unless you get to, like, sometimes you get these beefy guys that, you know, maybe look right, like yeah. they're, you know. Yeah. But you, you wouldn't be able to pick them out. They're just normal guys. And to your point of, like, yeah, it's hard for some people to, like, get beat up by the accountant who's doing, the, like, training maybe three days a week because he wants to get away from his wife, you know. <laughs> he yeah. doesn't want to go home after work, you know. And it's it's crazy. Like, you know, it's the, the people that, really excel at this you, you just would never again be able to pick them out of like a jiu-jitsu lineup 
Yeah. I, we have like some, you know, really good in shape MMA fighters. And I'm always trying to be like, Hey man, like, I'm like always like the devil on their shoulder. I'm like, Phew. I'm like, you should take jujitsu tonight. You know, yeah. like I'm always trying to get them to come in. They do the MMA class, you know, with, um, our coach, uh, his name is Zach as well. His name is Zach Makovsky. He fought in UFC a bunch of times, Bellator champ. And, um, he's a beast and he's, a um, he's a really good wrestler, but he's also a black belt under Marcelo, which is which is awesome. So we're lucky to have him as our, one of our MMA coaches. Um, and, uh, him and Ricky, our other guy, Ricky Nuno is a professional boxer and he, you know, I trained him in jujitsu for a while too. And they're, they're killing it. They're killing it. But the MMA guys, a lot of times they're a little resistant to come to jujitsu class. Like they think they don't need it. Some of them, I'm sure you know, no one has exp expressed that to me. A lot of the good ones that are winning now for our team do come to jujitsu class. Zach himself comes to my class all the time, just to even watch what the guy's teaching. Like, wouldn't you want to know, I always say this, wouldn't you want to know more moves? Wouldn't you want to just have them in your back pocket? You know, and I know my guys are sick of me making this correlation, but I'm like, for me, it's like guns. I'd rather get caught. I, if, if uh, I'd rather have it and not need it, then need it and not have, you know, you know what I mean? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. they're look, they're like, Oh man, now what if I get taken down? Like, what if you're a wrestler and you got some hands, but what if a guy puts you on your back and you can't get up and the guy wrestled in Kazakhstan? Now you're screwed. Now yeah. you're going to get your butt kicked. You got to have that other, you know, you don't have to know like backside 50, 50 and all these leg locks and shit. You just got to get reps in, you know, yeah. like, you know how, you, what made me think of this too, is uh, how you said that, um, you know, uh, we believe as jujitsu guys, we're always like, you know, it's the best martial art. You should have this one. And, you know, cause the other ones, if the other ones fail, a lot of times it's your last hurrah. It's the last thing you got is your guard is the last thing you guard as a sweep or a choke or whatever. If you're getting your ass kicked and your stand up ain't working, you know, and I don't care what people say. I mean, I don't want to get in a fist fight with someone out in the street, you know, if I have to, you know, God forbid, I would rather wrestle them down and just choke them out, you know, or hold them down as opposed to be, you know, in the off chance he connects with the back of my head yeah. or some crazy thing. You're knocked out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, I did striking for years. I don't want to kickbox some guy in the middle of a in the middle of the street. You know, I mean, yeah. maybe you'll win, but hey, maybe you won't. The guy's big. I know yeah. just if the guy's big and has no idea, he might just come running at you. But um, the point I want to make is jujitsu like that. I saw a graph and it was put out by ESPN and it had all the it was all the UFC champions over. I don't even know how long. But um, it had like, I don't know if you guys saw this one, but it had like the little, you know, thing going up for like, this is uh, wrestling. This is the champions in jujitsu. This is the ones in kickboxing. And it listed all of them. And jujitsu was lower and like guys were ripping on it. They're like, oh, look at jujitsu, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, but I wanted to know how many of those wrestling champions, you know, parentheses jujitsu finished the match with a submission. I mean, I, as far as, I don't remember that they teach arm bars and guillotines in wrestling, do they teach, you know, uh, rear naked chokes in wrestling? I don't think so. So I think wrestling is the number one thing that you need for MMA, but I think parentheses, jujitsu is going to be the last thing you got. And it's the, the final straw to finish a guy off. I mean, didn't Khabib, didn't all these wrestler guys just choke people out? I mean, they didn't do that in wrestling. Yeah. You know, the, no, right. They triangle those both legs and get on top and mm -hmm. little grounded pound, wait till you turn a little bit. And then they, they, Take your back and choke the fuck out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, with, with 10th Planet, um, are you guys familiar with the EBI rules? Uh, like, um, somewhat. I mean, just, you know, as a, from, from a fan's perspective. 
You know? Yeah. So like at the end of the round, it's submission only. And then at the end of the round, you start from the back control or you start from the arm bar. Now it's not always the best. I mean, there's so many different rule sets and um, I like them all. I like ADCC rules. I always tell my guys as a coach, like you guys should be doing um, ADCC competitions. You should be doing points, you know, because it's very important. You can't just be getting your ass kicked by points the whole time. You know, like you got to learn how to wrestle up, not get your guard passed. I think that points tournaments help out a lot. And then submission only is fun because it's like kind of the way you roll at the gym. Like we don't collect, we are not like really counting points at the gym. You're maybe keeping in mind like, oh, he took my back. I don't go, oh, four points, but I'm, you know, I've realized I'm losing, you know, you're probably losing it for the guys dominating you in positions, but you know, in submission only, you know, that's kind of how you roll. You're like throwing, oh, we're going for sweeps pass. We're not taking points. But then when you really keep like a really eye on when someone does score on you, it makes a huge difference. I think people start, you, you start training a lot more different. You you won't just let a guy pass your guard. You know, I know some of my guys love buggy chokes. So they'll be like, well, what if he does? Let's go for a buggy choke. I'm like, yeah, but don't let him pass your guard in the beginning anyways. You know, and then it's same. I feel like it, uh, it, it turns it up a notch. It makes people go a little bit of a different speed because you're keeping an eye on it. Like where you can't just lay and, you know, and let the guy get you in mountain and shove him off and go for a leg lock. I'm like, that's not what we want to do. Sure. That might work sometimes, you know, but not against the best guys. So, so um, let's, uh, let's tell everybody, well, I'm going to admit, let me tell like a little bit of a story, just like a, an observation that I've made yeah, yeah. when I've gone to like competitions, just like locally, I haven't competed in a really long time, but I go to support my team and so on. So whenever, and then not just my team, like anybody just like in general, You'll see like a guy getting ready to go on the mat and there's a guy with the 10th planet rash guard is going to be his opponent. And it's just like faces drop and it's just like, oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Do you you guys know that that happens, that people are just like, oh, shit, 10th planet. Oh, here come the leg locks. He'll come the heel hooks. We're screwed. Do you guys know that that's what people are that people think? And then we'll get into a little bit about tell tell us what makes 10th planet so different. I just think. you know, sometimes, especially I, f- I felt like we have a pretty decent competition team. So I feel like, um, you know, guys do that when they see like our squad or like they see a 10th planet, they might be like, oh, and I think it's just mostly fear of the unknown because they're just not sure what the other person, like maybe they got some different techniques and stuff. Um, and, you know, there there is like the specific moves like the lockdown. You know, in sub only, we do do a lot of heel hooks. So like there's leg, I, every class I teach, every advanced class I teach, I do some kind of leg lock, either escape or counter or like positioning just to keep people aware of it because it's the game we're in. We're in the sub only game. So people are going to be going for leg locks, you know, and fundamentals like beginner class, we don't, there's really not many leg locks at all. You know, the people have to learn all the, all the other positions and stuff first before you just start ripping leg locks, because it's just not, it's not, you're not, you're going to be a very incomplete grappler if you don't start with it. Um, But I just think it's, you know, there's, like I said, the lockdown, there's rubber guard, there's just some moves that maybe people don't practice in, you know, traditional schools, I guess. And, um, you know, I think if anybody you go against, that's coming at you with someone different, something different that you're not sure of, um, you know, it's going to throw the other people off. So they might be like, oh shit, now I don't know what to do. You know, this guy's not going to, you know, he might throw something a little bit different at me. I think that's probably, you know, that's the main thing. I mean, there, there, there are a lot of 10 planets that, you know, um, that, uh, you know, don't really practice the warmups like 
you know, that a lot of the other 10 plans do. So maybe they don't know some of the more traditional stuff. Maybe they just more do more leg locks or maybe they're just, uh, uh, and I've seen some of the schools that are like, whatever their instructor is good at, like that school kind of emulates them. So if they have like a good top pressure guy, like he might not do much rubber guard. So a lot of the guys are better at passing. You know, so it's so it's it is different though. Talk about the warm ups because I've 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 heard you and and other people talk about it before. Thank you to Feito IT and AV, specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS, and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box and give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. The Jiu-Jitsu Dummies would like to congratulate Neutral Zone Clean on the release of their newest product, a healthy and pH-balanced bar soap that's perfect for anyone looking to take care of their skin. This soap is made with all natural ingredients that help nourish and restore your skin's natural barrier. It contains glycerin, which naturally attracts moisture to itself in the skin, leaving it feeling soft and hydrated. The new bar soap also contains a blend of olive, coconut, and castor oils, and shea butter, which are rich in vitamins, nutrients, essential fatty acids, and antioxidants that help fight harmful bacteria. With tea tree and other natural ingredients, it also helps in the prevention of fungal infections. Not only is it effective, but it also leaves your skin feeling fresh and lightly scented. It's gentle enough for even the most sensitive skin, making it a perfect choice for the whole family. Be sure to check out their website, NeutralZoneClean.com, for a range of all-natural products, including sprays, wipes, and shower gels, and use code JJD for 15% off your order. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow & Roll for all their support. Flow & Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow & Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a Jiu-Jitsu Dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. You know, traditional school warm-ups are like, okay, we're going to do some rolls and we're going to shrimp down the mat and we're going to do some bear crawls. Talk to us about what a 10th Planet warm-up session is like. Well, what I know it consists of. Yeah, I know Eddie at uh, 10 Planet HQ, what he'll do is he'll do like some some of the basic things like the shrimping, 
um, the, the, we call them hip walks. They're like where you're, you're doing like almost like a 90, 90 stretch and then switching and going to the other side. And yeah. then he does, he does some of the like handstands and, um, a couple different things, but like in our, in, and we, we don't really do handstands in our school, but, uh, we've been practicing a lot more doing like a live drill to warm up. Like in, in our advanced class, we won't do any of those warm ups, So we don't do any shrimping or anything like that. I mainly just have the guys like grab a partner and start flow rolling. And they're trying to learn how to like go back and forth through submissions, passing, sweeping, like just letting your partner, you know, kind of flow with it. And um, we start, I start rather start them off with that than have them do all those other things. I feel like they have more fun. Some of the people, you know, in advanced class, they're, they're competitors, so they know how to flow. And then some of the guys are just, you know, it takes a little bit longer to warm up. So I'll have them do a round or two, <clears throat> a round or two of that. And then, um, you know, uh, like, so we have the eight Eddie has come up with and a bunch of the guys, everybody, a lot of different 10 planets have had their, um, you know, things like things that they came up with or things that they thought were important added to our warm but we have A through H and then every, every uh, letter has a different, it has like four you know, like A has one, two, three, four, and there are four different like warmups that pretty much the whole thing is it encompasses like almost every move you could think. Like in H, there's a barambolo, there's butterfly guard, there's top half passing, there's arm bars, leg locks, escapes, a triangles, um, you know, anything you could think of, passes, standing passes, passes from the knees, how to get out of side control. So there's like I don't even know if you counted up how many moves There's probably like thousand moves in there. Right. So if you know all of those moves, you get pretty, you know, it's kind of like you've made um, like a, what's that one saying? It's a, a jack of all trades, but master of none. Mm -hmm. So like you, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, but you're not really totally good a hundred percent at anything yet. So like, you know, whereas like you, you could take the, a different approach where you just take, what are the, one or two things that you think you can get use give someone right away to get them good and we'll we'll do that too so we kind of mix up like those warm-ups to make sure that in fundamentals it kind of everybody gets to see everything like you might come in one week and you know um when you hit one of the letters you might try a baron bolo at the end of class you know even in the fundamentals kind of like open it up to you know let people try things and and feel like oh there's more to learn and stuff but it also gives it like a curriculum I've even been telling our, our striking guys, let's come up with a curriculum because I feel like it keeps people honest. If it, you, you see the thing again, where it's not like the instructor teaches at one time and then it's gone, you know, you've never seen it again. You're like, oh, whatever happened to that one move we did? We did it one time and now we've never done it before. So, and I'll do that in advanced class too. Kind of go back to the warmups, like look at the wall, like, hey, today's um, H day, it's a uh, butterfly sweeps. Like, let's go over one or two butterfly sweeps. Here's a situation in jujitsu that's happening today. Here's a live drill. And now we roll. Right. So do you have, I'm, I'm always curious. Cause again, I mean, I'm even somebody that's, uh, that's come up in more of the traditional schools. So you think about 10th planet, like, oh, that's that 10th planet was not, not now, but like maybe when I started like, oh, 10th planet, that was that, that thing that was created by Eddie Bravo to like, really wasn't it mostly created for MMA guys to not get pounded, like to be able to use their jujitsu and protect themselves and not get, you know, ground and yeah. pounded in the actual cage. Right. That's kind of where Eddie kind of came up with it, but it's taken on obviously it, its own life. Am I correct in that, yeah. in that statement, yeah. right? 
Exactly. Yeah. Now it's like formed into like, you know, cause there's not that many guys fighting MMA to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And if you want to be a jujitsu specialist in MMA, that's is really hard to do. Like you gotta be, I mean, there's high level guys that are having a hard time. Like even Rodolfo Vieira, you know, ADCC champion, he's fighting in UFC and he's not fighting top 10 guys and they're giving him a hard time. Yeah. He's still tapping people out and shit, you know, cause, but I've I mean, there's been a couple of guys where he's went against blue and purple belts that were just tough and he couldn't tap him and he's ADCC champion, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, you know, so to be a jujitsu specialist and just jujitsu and have no wrestling or striking is very difficult. Um, so like, I think the 10th planet moves that Eddie, you know, kind of came up with or like kind of put forth thinking that would be good for MMA or great. You just have to be able to put a lot of time into it. Like for someone to really get good at rubber guard, you've got to really put time into it. The guys that made it work pretty good were, you know, Tony Ferguson, Ben Saunders, you know, but that wasn't their only thing. They were just adding that as, and it's exactly what I try to tell our MMA guys. Like, why wouldn't you have, like, if I, like, sometimes you could just ask them a question and just see what they say. Like, all right, if you get knocked down, how would you get back up? And then if you don't have an answer for me, like, you know, that's a problem. I'd be like, all right, well, you don't have to tell me the word. Show me, show me on another guy. Well, I would, you know, and it's like, no, that's not like, you could just learn dogfight. You could learn how to get up onto your knees with an underhook. You know, you could learn how to take an overhook and sweep the guy and get back up on top. Why wouldn't you just want to have that? You know, why wouldn't you just want to have that in your back pocket? Like, you know, throw that, oh man, you know, you got taken down. Here's a butterfly sweep. And then now you're back up on top passing. You know, I'm like, look, GSP, I use him as an example. He had Donaher in his corner. He had Frost Sahabi. Like, he used high-level jiu-jitsu guys. You know, sure, he used his wrestling, but he didn't do play guard much. He was more of a passer. Get the underhook, beat him up, pass, get submissions. But he got subbed the first couple of, in a couple of his fights in the beginning, you know, by wrestlers, by Matt Hughes. And then he started putting it together. So I think the 10th the planet moves to bring it back, like the rubber guard, the lockdown, and the overall path that Eddie kind of has, mm-hmm. like when it goes to the twister and the back and stuff, I think that's all great. I, I had one fight where um, I used a lot of it. Like I used a lockdown. I got an electric chair sweep. Um, I did play rubber guard. You know, it, it worked as effective, but I ended up losing a decision because I was playing off my back most of the time. You know, so, I mean, if the guy's on top, even if I'm striking him with elbows and stuff, you know, the judges are going to give it to the other guy. Now, he definitely won the fight. Like, I'm not saying I should have won, but I did put up a good fight and I was able to keep myself fairly safe with using the jujitsu that I've been practicing for a while. So it was pretty cool. But I mean, you got to be able to put a lot of time into it. And I don't know if some guys are just willing to do that. So Um, where my school, not a 10th planet school, but my my coach is lockdown heavy. Uh, we're, mm. we're very much, he's always playing with it, introducing new stuff and then passing it along to us. I love nice. it. I, that's, you know, uh, it, it's, I have my two go-tos. My coach calls it spamming <laughs> or, ah. or, or the lockdown, you know, like a nice electric chair sweep and yeah. North South. I love just like a North South choke, you know, nice. I think a lot of people don't, uh, uh, defending somebody that's going North without going from like a Kimura, you know, like going to keep yeah. you flat. It's like, when was the last time somebody like, you can re- remember somebody teaching you how to like, other than trying to regain your guard, obviously, but like, there's not much sort of like, how, what do I do when somebody's just like landing on my neck? You know, yeah, coming exactly. out, like, and I realized that early on and I, I, th- I it, it's the only BJJ fanatics I've ever purchased was Marcelo Garcia teaching the North South. 
It's the one. Nice. Everything else I learned. I'm sorry, guys. I don't. I don't buy a ton of instructionals. But for those of you that have instructionals out there, but I, you know, consume a ton of YouTube stuff. And then I kept on just watching him, like in different uh, schools and in different videos. And I was like, I gotta. Buy, I, I have to buy this. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's my go-to. But yeah, my coach, as soon as he sees me going into a north south, he's like, Oh, there he goes, Milton Spanning. <laughs> but I'm like, but you told me right. What, what's the uh, the you know practice it ten thousand times to be yeah. Know? So I, I kind of throw that back at him. I'm I'm probably one of the only guys. I'm older than him, my coach, so I, I can talk back to him a little bit and get away with it. Nice. <laughs> but that's it's it's my favorite. And he's he's a lockdown guy. He's done some uh, some fight to wins. He's won. I think he's like. I think maybe he's like four and four and zero, oh and then his fight to wins down here in Florida. Nice, and it's say, lockdown, lockdown to an electric chair sweep, or he's got some little tricks. He's uh he uh he's friends with Brendan McCatherin, so he'll uh oh nice. bounce some stuff yeah. off for him and 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 yeah, B Max got a serious, he's got a serious lockdown. I've seen him use that mad times, and that's yeah. the thing. Like it's just like any other, but some people be like, oh man, it's ten planet move. I'm like, dude, it's just another move. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, we like that or like we'll practice that more than some other schools. But man, I mean, I've been to, I've taught seminars at a lot of schools where guys um, were already really proficient at that. And I just showed them like, oh, here's what I would do. Or here's another look at it. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I know a lot of guys, uh, there's a electric chair video. If you're bored, go on YouTube and just search electric chair. And I have a video up there that's gotten pretty many views. I forget how many, honestly, but, um, there's a, I didn't make it. A friend of mine made it and he put, you know, some of mine and my student grace and some of the other people's, uh, like he has one electric chair by Gary Tonin up there. And like, yeah. he's Gary was big on that. Like for a while he was, he was throwing, um, they call it something else. So they don't call it the lockdown. They call it the, um, fishtail or something, maybe dragon whip or something it's some weird name i'm like they make fun of <laughs> i can't keep up making, with the names i just know yeah. put your foot there the one way you put your foot there is how we learn it <laughs> i mean they're making fun of the 10 planet names for having like stoner control and all this dumb stuff but um you know they they're also you know having things like dragon's tail so yeah. i'm gonna have to make gary make fun of gary Toner for that one my coach though he 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 does a lot of uh He'll make up names because of the for the kids class. We have a, a really big and a good and large kids program at our school. Nice. I, I train in, in, uh, in Coral Springs in Florida. Um, like uh, if you know Florida, like forty minutes, half hour, forty minutes from Fort Lauderdale. So, oh, okay, um, nice. So uh, he he'll he'll use names for the kids, but then they carry over to the adults okay. class. So you like um, uh, what does he call that? Oh, so like uh. Like everybody knows that the the kind of the the strangle that that Gordon Ryan does, he'll mount you right, he'll get both arms over, and then he's got you like this. He's sitting high, yeah, and yeah. he's just basically smothering you. I don't even know what he calls that, but my coach called it the Whopper. So we call it the Whopper, but nobody knows what the hell the Whopper <laughs> means. But he used it yeah. for the kids, like the Burger King, the Whopper. Don't know because I think it was just like two getting both arms so like two patties like a whopper right I, I think that's where it came from so he's just got like these crazy names so we've got these names so when somebody says a name from another school i'm like oh that's the whopper they're like what are you talking about the fucking what's the whopper? <laughs> so like it's so it's very confusing i like you have to show me the move just somebody explaining it to me or telling me the name a lot of times i'm like you, you got to show me because i i know we have a different name for it but um yeah he's got he's got a lot of funny stuff like that but it's all because it's easier for the kids to remember. A lot of times he's using things that are topical. Maybe something's happening in the world like right now or there's just a yeah. term that's being used and he'll use it for a move and then it sticks. And then the that's adults start for, saying yeah. it. Yeah, That's um, great for coaching too because yeah. no one knows what the hell you're doing. Yeah. And that's what, exactly <laughs> like what we're talking about. Coming at him with something different. You know, you're saying some 
weird stuff. And, you know, we, we were in Texas doing Matt, like someone had a match in Texas. And, um, I was, uh, because we were playing the rule, it was a who's number one. And, you know, we had to think of the rules and like, if you really want to win, you know, at the end, if you're already winning, you know, if you can't pass their guard, I, I was like, look, you, you might have to bail to leg locks at the end just to get some submission attempts. Mm -hmm. So I was like, when I yell yee-haw, that means <laughs> it's time to go, you know, yeah. red team go. You know? <laughs> I'm like, all right, come on, here we go. Yee-haw. And they're just like, uh doing it anyways i'm like all right whatever yeah i again yeah my uh i my co-host miguel who's uh who's been out for a few episodes he'll like you know his school will use more like the john danaher the ashis and and say you know kind of the oh like, yeah the japanese terms and those are classics and, yeah yeah and i'm just like yeah we don't say any of that at my school yeah, so that, yeah. i'm lost when you're looking at me and yeah i might catch him in videos and things like that but for the most part he'll say something to be like you don't know this movie i'm like show me oh yeah duh, that we call it this and it's usually going to be some odd name or i just say no that's just the one where i put my foot here instead of here and you know we just i just yeah. never we never we never did the name things but eddie eddie did that for a specific reason right i mean he's really the guy that started the, the naming and was it right so that he could yell out those moves nobody else would know but also you guys don't only just name like the move but you name the positions within the moves right so that you know you go from here to here to here to here and they're all part of the same series, but right, they all have their individual name, correct? Yeah, some, yeah, some for sure, hundred percent. So, like one of the things he said was back in the day, also too, um, he would have to call because he had these affiliates. People wanted to. He didn't even know about affiliates, but people wanted to be a ten. You know, like mm -hmm. what exactly what I did, where I was like, "Hey, look, I'm in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I'm gonna open up a jiu-jitsu school because." there's nobody out here and I feel like I can do it. And, um, I'm going to start teaching 10th planet jujitsu out of there anyways. Like, mm -hmm. even if you won't let me say it's 10th planet, I'm going to teach the moves anyways. So it may as well let me be an affiliate. And he was like, all right. And then once, you know, with, like guys were getting into it like that, he was like, well, how am I going to say to these guys, like what the move is? Like, it can't be like, go for that one arm bar, you know, when you have your legs around the, so he started really naming some of the stuff to be like, yo, so when you go to dog fight and you get the limp arm and then you get the seatbelt and then like, no, he didn't come up with seatbelt, but you know what I mean? If you just keep going down, you know, all the names. Like if I was talking to someone on the phone, I could explain to him, you know, I'm like, you know, if you're in half guard and you get the underhook from the, you know, and you could actually talk to the person. So that's one of the reasons he said he was doing it. So, um, and, and with the kids too, I feel like it's, you know, they learn all the night. You like, I'm, you guys have a big kids program. Our kids learn it so fast. When I say the names of the positions, they all know it. Like they, yeah. they know it better than the adults, you know, but with the leg locks, it's funny. I don't do that either. I think some of the guys are like, um, you know, jujitsu nerds. And I like, uh, and I am too, but like, they're so much of us. Like, um, if you go from Yoshima Geishi to, uh, Yoshiro Ashi and you go from Ashi Garami to Juju Katami, I'm just like, dude, 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 dude. When somebody like, starts I have talking, no to me. idea what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> when somebody starts talking to me like that, I start questioning, like, do I know jujitsu? Like, what's wrong? Like, should I know? Yeah. But hey, I'm a product of my environment and the way I was taught. And I, I'll know it. I'll be like, oh, you're, you're talking about a straight yeah. ankle lock. Yeah, you know, you know, I'm like, <laughs> you I'm know like come knows? on, man. I can't, I can't. I can't, I can't go. I just, I, I've never been taught that way. If I was taught that way, I would remember it. And again, for me, I know my, co like he doesn't have a term for everything, but I know my coach's term when he says some weird name, uh, he pulls a lot of stuff from songs. Like he'll say, I, I can't even think of one right now, but he'll say like a line from a song, like a cheesy song at, at, at that. And we'll all know what he's talking about, you know? And, yeah. and, but we know, I, I tell people all the time, I've talked about this a lot on the show. 
It's like, yeah, I'm a brown belt in my coach's jujitsu. I'm not so proud that I, that I, like, if I go to another gym, the things that they're good at or that they focus on usually comes from your coach, right? It's like, they'll yeah. teach you the things that they like and they teach you everything, but you wind up becoming really good at the things that your coach really loves to teach or his moves, right? So I know I'm, I'm a brown belt at my school's jujitsu, but I know if I went to another school, I'd probably be behind and have to catch up. I think, what, do you have a lot of, of students that maybe come in and train with you and train at other gyms? Or that yeah. come from other and like I want to learn this ten planet thing. Feed me, you know. Do you have a lot of that happening? And and how does that usually play out for them? And does it work? Yeah, I think guys want to, you know, not just ten planet, but like we've been getting a pretty good reputation at our school. So I think a lot of people see like, oh, they have a solid team already, and they have like legit athletes. So they're like, yeah, I'm gonna start training there. And I think that's how places kind of just you got to get. It, it, I can't even explain it. You just almost have to get lucky a little bit. Yeah. And then if you just keep inspiring people and, and building a team, eventually p- other people want to train with your team. I mean, look at, you know, where the B team and Donna, her guys, like the best guys in the world, wherever they pop up, people are going to travel to where they are and train. Yeah. So we end up getting the local people. And then we get a lot of people who drive an hour to train with us that drive, you know, not just like I said, to learn 10 planet, but just to like get the training in with other guys that are, you know, like, in ADCC or killing it on the scene. And since we run a tournament at our dojo too, like there's always people in town, like for the weekend or whatever. So you never know who's going to be in class. There could be guys ready to compete and they're showing up a week early or something like that. And then we have like an MMA squad. Uh, So like, I think a lot of people are, you know, really starting to, you know, pick up what we're putting down, which is a good thing. And um, I love training with other people and getting the cross training and helps our guys. Um, But yeah, I feel like too, like not just, you know, being a 10th planet, but just the way our schools, you know, the way we've been running it and the way we've been keeping it, um, you know, getting everybody learning all the new stuff in addition to having good fundamentals as well. Every now and then we got to kick back and be like, all right, we got to go back to like getting good at mountain escapes and side control escapes and stuff like that. But we're also getting good at yeah, heel hooks and toy bars and all these different new stuff that you got to make sure. So it's like a, a fine line, but um, I think it's helped. I think we've been able to help a lot of people. I mean, just today I was on the phone with one of our striking coaches, Ricky, and he was talking about how we have some like guy who wrestled. He was from the area. I forget, I can't remember his name, but he's a young kid. He wants to transition to MMA. He wrestled for Iowa, you know, which sounds like, I don't know much about wrestling, but it sounds like a good school. Yeah. Sound, you're, <laughs> Wrestler you know, from like, Iowa. That's, that's, I'm like, that sounds good. Yeah. It's like a uh, 10th planet guy. Then wrestler from Iowa. Those you don't yeah. want to hear those two things when you're going out on a mat to compete. Yeah, you're I'm like, like oh, yeah, shit. because I feel like we could really make. <laughs> I, I, and I really, I really feel like we have some legit fighters that could go to UFC um, if they stick with it. But I feel like we can make some people because Lehigh Valley in our area, we have Beth. It's like Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Easton, Allentown. Um, we're close to New York, and we have a lot of really good high school wrestlers. Like it's a big area and then colleges too, like East Stroudsburg, there's a bunch and um, Lehigh, which is another one. And, um, you know, these kids go from here, like freedom, Liberty, Bethlehem Catholic, like they, they go to wrestle somewhere else like Iowa. And then they come back to the area and I'm like, yo, let us get our hands on this guy. (laughs) He's got no striking. So he's like a blank page so they can help him out. He's already got the wrestling, which is perfect. Now I feel like, like I said, now like jujitsu is that, parentheses next to that wrestling you're going to be able to take anybody down most most guys right obviously at the elite level there's guys that are fucking wrestling kazakhstan and all this stuff that are beasts 
but you're going to be able to take most people down, but let's get in there and get out. Like why get in there and waste time? Like, sure. You want to get your mat time in, but let's get in there, take the guy down, take his back, rear naked, choke him. It's over. You know what I mean? You yeah. get in, get 10 and oh, get to UFC. We'll worry about, you know, getting along the way, getting good. But I mean, for me, I would be, I would just be, if I had one weapon, that I could just keep spamming, like he's, you know, like you said, over and over on these guys to get out of MMA fights. I would be like, all right, I'm gonna spam it until I'm yeah. like 10 and 0 amateur and got a title and then go pro and do the same shit. Like we got a couple really good wrestlers. I'm like, just take them down. Just take them down. Yeah. Don't don't like, well, I wanna, you know, they they wanna, I'm like, no, 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 no. There's only one way the guy can beat you is an overhand right. Just take his ass down and choke him out, you know. But you gotta have you got to have everything on point, but that that's what I mean, though. Imagine if this guy wrestled for Iowa, he's he's in with the striking coaches, you know, and that, then he's got, you know, we get him to like purple belt level by the time he goes pro. Ooh, he guy could be dangerous. Yeah. You know, if anyone ever did take him down, he'd have all these other moves and stuff. So I don't know. I, I love this stuff. So I feel like I'm like just, you know, on the precipice of like, you know getting there with somebody you know what i mean we're so close so so let's talk about you mentioned uh you know, competitions at your gym let's talk about finishers tell everybody about yeah gym right because you're 10th planet bethlehem but you're mm -hmm. also finishers mma hq right yes tell yes. every tell everybody what that means and tell everybody about the finishers sub only yeah so finishers is a name that actually one of my high school buddies came up with because um you know, back in the day when I was single, I used to go out to the bars a lot in my <laughs> local area. And there was uh, there was one bar that used to have the fights, but it, it was called uh, Starters. Um, it's called Starters Pub, right? Okay. So <laughs> so we would go there and uh, they would have the fights. And it was just such a weird mix of people. They tried to make it like a sports bar uh, slash nightclub at the same time so like there would be and then they had a kid section <laughs> like of like video games and stuff almost like a dave and busters but not so it was like a weird mix and then it was like an up above level with a vip that like a lot of the during um nfl training camp the eagles players would be there so like mcnab and like all these guys would be and then they would have like um it was crazy like every now and then there'd be like pro wrestlers in there like one of my friends saw like hulk hogan it became like a really cool spot um, but it just got crazy because people started acting a fool. You can't have nice things, I, I guess, out here, but, um, it would mix like people would start getting drunk at the bar while there's family still eating food and then there's kids playing. And then it just, it was a crazy mix and people would get in fights all the time. And I, I thought it was fun, you know, just being a single guy, just roaming out there in Bethlehem. And I think we got kicked out, something happened. And uh, we got kicked out and uh, one of my buddies was like, you know what? Screw starters. We need to stay at your house. We're just going to go to finishers. <laughs> and uh, and he, that's what he called my house because we would just have drinks there pregame or whatever. And then eventually uh, he was like, I, I don't remember exactly who came up with it. It might've been him as well. He was like, actually, you know what, man, that would be a good name for an MMA school. Cause I would always told him I'm going to open up a place, you know? And um, the reason I ended up getting in with 10th Planet is because I saw the moves. I knew, I, I learned about Eddie and I kind of saw what he was doing. It was no gi. And I really never trained gi. Even when I went with Henzo's, I just kind of went to the no gi classes. Tiger Shulman's, um, you know, the, once they dropped the karate gis, which were short sleeve and we didn't really grapple in those anyways. It was just a shirt, a shirt and gi pants. So it was weird. I see Eddie Bravo and he's just wearing gi pants. I'm like, oh, that's kind of like what I'm wearing. So kind of like, you know, I was like, let me figure this guy out. And I'm pretty flat. Like, um, I'm getting old now, but I'm pretty flexible. And I'd always have Lotus with my legs. I could always like do a straight butterfly stretch, but never 
for some reason I can't touch my toes. I don't know why it's a weird situation, but I was like, oh, I could do the rubber guard. So once I found out about that, I was like, man, I want to get ranked under this guy if possible. And then when I open up my MMA school, I'll, I'll be able to have like an affiliation at least, you know, because I wasn't like affiliated and I was just telling people I was going into advanced divisions, but I was just like a white belt. And they would be like, what belt are you? And I would say white. And they'd be like, how long have you been training? I'd be like 13 years. <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, what? <laughs> what? Or I'd no, be like, no, I or, up. <laughs> yeah. or I'd put in white belt and they would say, you got to go in the beginner division. I'm like, I don't, I'm telling you, just let me do the advanced division. I might not win because I wasn't, I didn't have the guys to train with like a jujitsu school, but I was like, I'm telling you, it's unfair. If I go in the other divisions, let me fight these guys. And that's, you know, in the beginning I got, cause I was like basically on my own. Like I got smoked a bunch of times in leg locks and stuff that I didn't, you know, I thought I knew what I was doing, but I didn't, but then I learned and I just kept training and put myself in positions where you had to get better and traveling to go learn from places. And when I finally, I started teaching jujitsu at a, um, uh, like a, another MMA school that went out of business. Then I opened up a jujitsu school, real small, 700 square, 770 square foot, something like that place. And then, you know, we would have guys boxing. We had one heavy bag and, you know, we just kept moving up. And then I just had a lot of people in the area that, fought, you know, followed me and the rest of the squad. And we got some students really good. And, you know, um, now I have a place that's 12,000 square foot. Uh, it's crazy. It's huge. Got two different mats. So one jujitsu mat, one uh, striking mat. So. Um, and then there's a, like a gym behind it for weightlifting everything. So it's, it's been a crazy ride and, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's awesome, man. So, so now the sub talked about, oh the, yeah, the, the tournament, the, yeah, the yeah. tournament series. Yeah. So we started the tournament just because, um, you know, I felt like when EBI started Eddie's tournament, there was no really opportunities out here and like grapplers quest. Like what, what's the biggest tournaments in Florida? Do you think? Uh, I know there's Jits, Jits I, King I, now. Well, uh, Jits King for the kids. That's for kids. That's yeah, for kids. Yeah. Down here, I'm in South Florida. That's a little bit. That's Central and North Florida up there, like Kissimmee, Orlando. Down here, honestly, like uh, New Breed has gotten big, but oh, yeah, that's, you know yeah, they're yeah. they're newer. The Nagas are around, not really. Like we in my town, we have a. It's called the. It's really nice. It's called the Coral Springs uh, Coral Springs Gym. So all of the tournaments come there. Oh, okay, um, even nice. even uh, I don't know if we've I don't know if they've done an IBJJ yet, but New Breed's big. But honestly, really, like everybody waits for the uh, for the IBJJFs. Like those, you know, oh, okay. Miami. Uh, they do the Spring Open. Yeah, everybody, yeah. We do go. Out, <clears throat> my team goes up to Orlando. Um, you know, there's just there's just you know constant. Uh, yeah, I, IBJJFs I feel like there. yeah, I feel like out here there's not as much. There's there's Naga, and then there's some smaller tournaments. But people just kind of you know now super fights are big, so a lot of guys yeah. do super fights. Jiu-Jitsu World League day. was just here in uh, in Orlando. Oh, okay, and, and that's a big one up there. Right? Too. I, I don't know, I don't know how many they've done here, but I think this is the first time my team went up to Orlando for that one. So uh, yeah, a, a lot in Orlando, a lot in Miami, and then New Breed is like the ones in between because they'll go to the smallers. Even Arte Suave does something in Fort in Fort Lauderdale. Oh yeah, I've seen that one so, too. So yeah. you know, there there a lot. Uh, I've got uh, the chick from the chick. I'm sorry, I don't want to disrespect her. The the woman from White Lion. Uh, promotions. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, she's yep. going to be on the show in a, in a couple of weeks. She does some stuff down here in South. She's you know nice. based down here, so uh, stuff like that. But like uh, tournaments, you know, where you're, you know, everybody can sign up again. It's IBJJF, Naga, Newbreed. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So like, I we always thought like there wasn't much um, like pro events like where guys could like go and go for money. 
So I was like, man, I bet you if we just told everybody like, hey, find the local best guy, some underground type dudes that don't really do IBGJF or whatever, and said to them, hey, it's going to be 100 bucks to get in, winner take all, 16 guys, and let's run it. And we did one, and the first one was won by Gordon Ryan um, because mm. he's from Jersey, you know, originally. So I had seen him grow up, and um, I could one time I almost competed in the division that he was in, and I know a couple of the guys that um, – you know, faced him or almost faced him a bunch of times when he was like 16 and he was kicking the shit out of everybody. And um, so then it kind of like got a little bit of a history and we would have it maybe like every two, three months have a pro one. And then when I moved to this facility, and that's why I brought this up in a long winded way. But when we moved to this place, like we had our own spot that we could run the tournament. So sometimes we run an amateur one where people could, anyone can sign up. And then like this Sunday, we have another one that's a pro event. Um, it's on flow grappling now, which is cool. It used to be just on YouTube. So that's going great. And, um, it's like, a, I wanted to, my vision of it was first just submission only like pro events every now and then, but now I wanted to turn it into a league where like mm -hmm. every month there's a tournament. So like, and that's what we've been doing and everyone loves it because, you know, uh, every, there's a chance to compete all the time. So even if you lose one, you come right back for the next one. Um, a lot of people, uh, you know, use it to just stay uh, like active, like competitors that want to compete. So we'll get high level guys. will just jump in the random, you know, event, which is cool. And then, like I said, this weekend, it's probably like 25 matches, pro matches. And then we we created titles, too. I'm a big like old school WWE fan. So I always liked having the guy like, you know, Hulk Hogan's a champ and like there's a history of the belts and all that stuff. So. One night we had a big event where it was night of champions, we called it. And just everybody came in for the different weight classes. And then whoever won was the champ. And then I bought one belt. It was like 500, 600 bucks. And it's got like the finishers logo on and stuff. And then, uh, you know, guys come back and defend it. And if you win, you get to keep the belt and we throw you a couple bucks. And then there have been people like, you know, that have been defending the belt over and over again. And like, I, I encourage them to, you know, kick promos and be like, anybody who wants to fight me, come down to finishers, <laughs> you know, and they do it with the belt on and have, like, <laughs> put up like a little set. So, and now that it's once a month, you know, it's a way for guys to stay at, like I said, stay active, make money. And then, um, cause it makes money off the stream and, you know, people checking to get in, we're able to pay the athletes, which is dope. And then we're also able to pay the whole crew, um, you know, the photographers and video people. And it just really goes, it's just one hand washing the other because now it helps out, you know, the athletes as well. You know, we, we have a design guy who does all of our flyers, shout out to Sean. And um, he just knocks, he's the beat, he's a beast. And it's really helping guys like make a name because before there was no, what was the path if you wanted to be a jujitsu, you know, pro, you know, 100% not have a real job. The only way you could do it is if you own a school. But the problem is if you own a school, which I did for a long time, is compete and own a school. It's very difficult to do because you're trying to, you know, be good and compete with high level, but at the same time, teach beginners and, you know, answer phones and do emails yeah. and like all this other shit that you got to do. Like, you know, hey, my website's down, you know, I got to go lift, you know, it's like and have a real job. Very difficult to do. So guys always had to have um had to have the gym in the back pocket or you could just have your name on the gym if you started really doing good and have a bunch of other people teach that's what that's yeah. where I, even where i met eddie like it was at um legends gym back in the day 
like 2003 and it was uh boss Rutan and randy couture on the front and i've been there a million times and they were never there you know what i mean yeah. they were just on the front <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to do that nor did i have any kind of name that i could just throw up or money that i could teach people you know so um but now there's like kind of a path like you could work like a part-time job you could just start winning local events and that's what these guys are doing they want to win the now we have a midwest finishers that uh my boy omar runs out in chicago mm -hmm. and um in lombard illinois and uh it's cool because like th those guys they're champions i want them to fight our champions and then i want our champions to fight other champions so it it's pretty cool and then check this out we created this new thing you can check this out it's called the wsoa it's a world submission only alliance because i feel like all these little sub only tournaments and there's a million of them um, like White Lion is one of them. Uh, like I spoke with her a couple of times uh, a long time ago, and I think when she was just getting started. But um, and I want to have a finishers down in uh, like I'm wearing the 10th plane at Miami shirt right yeah, now. Yeah, I noticed. That. <laughs> I knew you guys were in. I knew you guys were in Florida. So I got to throw in a Miami shirt. Um, but uh, I want to get all the tournaments on one website. Doesn't matter where the streaming is, whether it's pay per view, whether it's free, whether it's an open. I just want to get all the sub only events together, so that way we can like cross promote each other. Because there are some guys like um like this one guy Max Hansen, for instance, like he was on the um who's number one a bunch of times, and he he's a champion at at the finishers. He's won the Sapitario, which is in Florida. Yeah. Um, he's won. So he's going around trying to win all of them. And then like, uh, another case is, uh, and then what I really think it helps is it promotes everything. It helps promote all the smaller events to like maybe a wider base, maybe people who got dough to travel. Like you want to go to Pennsylvania. I want to win that one. I want to get the belt down in Florida as well. And it's like, now it's cool because the guys are talking, they're kind of like talking junk too. They're like, Oh, I'm the champion in all three areas. You know, no one's ever done the trifecta and the, you know, it's people, it has something to post on social media as opposed to just nothing. So I feel like it's helping the guys really promote. And like um, another one, uh, Alex Enriquez, um, she's really good. She just, she competed on who's number one, but her step to get up there was, you know, she came to finishers. Oh, she she just, the, Tubby? is that the one? Yeah. 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 She, Alex. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's the finishers. Um, she won the, our 125 pound grand prix and won 2,500 bucks or 2000 bucks. And then she also came out and won one match and then she came back and won the title. Um, so she's the 135 pound champ as well at finishers. So that then she went and did EBI, won that, and now she went to who's number one and won that. So I'm like, I feel like that's a path for people. They could start, doesn't matter if you win or lose in the beginning, you could start at the open, you could compete, you know, two, three times. And then now what really, you want to know what really um, got people going is we released rankings. Like we put okay. out rankings and then people were like, yo, I'm number two finishers 135 but then other people are like i'm not even on the list this is bull crap like you guys suck so that's awesome. it was like a it was a good mix but it's the same thing it's just for people to you know use for their own benefit you know yeah. and um if we have it going once a month it's perfect because some guys want to compete once a month to stay busy and um i think about this too wrestlers they're used to competing every weekend you know, they compete in, in high school yeah. and college. You compete during season every weekend. So some of these guys are like, hey, I want to compete two times a month at least. Yeah. You know, especially if it's one match. Why don't you just, you know, so people are really enjoying that we're open. And there's no pressure on us because we don't have to rent a venue. We don't have to do all this other hoopla. It's just at the gym. So if 
we're going to run the we're going to run the 25 matches whether 10 people show up or 50 people show up and athletes really like that too because they don't have to sell tickets yeah. you know where everyone's like you got to you could do the match but you got to sell 10 tickets like oh man that's tough to do then you're out there like buy tickets off me i think the prom <laughs> the promoter should promote like it's up to you to get the people in you know yeah sure yeah. people you know you got to sell your tickets but that's another thing i got to fight and sell the tickets it's like it's kind of tough yeah you take your mind off of what's yeah the goal yeah you know I, there's winning. a lot of guys like yeah. uh you know you you hear like ufc guys don't like to i'll use grace as an example like she doesn't like to do the promo before no yeah grace she doesn't like it. to do promo right you know but there's certain people that just it's not their thing that makes yeah. them uncomfortable it causes a lot of anxiety takes their focus, you know, off of, off of the goal. And they wind up feeling like they didn't do as well because of that outside pressure. You hear a lot yeah. of that, like from the UFC. I know I heard you talk about that with Grace that she's like, she does yeah. not like yeah, she anything never... to do with like interviews. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my guy, John blank Thor, like he's getting a lot more comfortable, but like, um, he doesn't really want to do that either. I think, you know, with the anxiety, I'm sure that they have doing these high level matches. And even if they didn't, it's just like another distraction and, um, you know, I, I love doing, I don't mind doing it, especially because I don't have to do anything if I'm traveling with them. Like I'm just chilling and coaching. So I'm like, I'll do all the interviews you want, you know, but <laughs> for, for them, they're just like, I know Grace would rather just show up and compete and not have to like, oh, let's get a picture and let's do, you know what I mean? She could, she don't even put, she don't even care. She don't even post anything. Yeah. So like to her, it's not a big deal. I mean, Thor's the same way. If you look, he could have way more followers and, but he barely posts anything like, so you yeah. know i'll just i'm just the mouthpiece of the, the guys that's good that's fine yeah. so we're going to get into some of the listener questions so i'm going to throw uh oh, nice some of these might be people that you know uh, again a lot of times uh uh I, I sometimes i see the structure of the of the the question the way they ask it like they know you or i go yeah. there i go and i see that they train with you so uh this is the humble killer Oh, nice he says any hints as to what kind of sorcery you will be giving us the Friday of the finishers summit. And then he said, let's oh, nice. go. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Sean, he's a man. Um, so yeah, the, the, we're having a big thing, uh, since we got the facility, another thing we're having is called the, we called it the finisher summit, but it's me, John blank, um, JT Torres, uh, Jay Regabluto, um, uh, Greg Souders from standard and Junior Acagio from unity. So we we're having like a little seminar series where, costs like 250 bucks and you get the whole weekend we're all gonna watch uh well we're not gonna watch ufc at the dojo um because i don't know what the rules are on that but uh so i'm yeah i'm i'm teaching friday night but the other guys are teaching um on saturday and sunday so uh two of the sessions are going to be like live training and stuff too so i feel like people learn a lot of this stuff and not just learning from it but uh it's the community of being there you know you get yeah. to be around the high level guys and other people are interested in like doing the business like this and everything so it's really cool but um as for what i'm teaching like probably um i usually if it's gonna be like i know there's already like 68 people that signed up so it's getting close to a uh, sold out so i'm like man i better throw in my best stuff like yeah. i don't like to be to, yeah to, uh um you know toying with new things like like they say in stand-up comedy like i'm not trying to work out new material yeah. in front of like <laughs> 65 people i'm I, just gonna I love, throw them the heat i love that he says sorcery again i mean from the out i'm just telling you from the outside i mean guys like me at other school like that's the 
those are words that you would associate with 10th planet. When you hear 10th planet, you're like, oh, sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, are, what are they doing now? Like, what are they going to come up with? Cause it's always, it, again, from the outside looking in, it's, it, it always seems like it's like cutting edge or strange, or I just don't do that thing. Yeah. And I like again, the memes. Some of the memes are hilarious <laughs> that people have up are like, you know, guys levitating and like aliens, like, come on, take your first class or whatever. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm probably going to go over some like arm, like my, I feel like my best move is the arm triangle. And I really like that because it's a choke and uh, I do like leg locks and I like arm bars and all this stuff too. Nothing better than seeing like a clean, you know, crisp arm bar um, hit, but I really like chokes because uh, in MMA and jujitsu and in self-defense, the choke is kings. You could choke someone out, especially on top of them. And the way that I like to do it from Mount, Craig Jones is a very similar one that I saw, which might even, um, I might even like better now that I've uh, tried his out. Like it's very similar, but um, it's just a little bit of a different way. The only thing is if you don't stay in Mount, there's like this backflip guys can do to get out of your arm triangle, which I've seen happen. Um, our couple of guys are, a couple of our guys are hit, have hit it. Uh, Grace does it like this too. I like the S grip. Some people like to use this gable grip. You know, some people like this, but I like to start with the S grip, but there's a couple tweaks that I've been working on where if the guy turns, cause there's like a defense people have been doing to me, but, um, I, I choked a couple people unconscious with that one. And, mm -hmm. and I've been choked unconscious with that one with the arm triangle like that. And, uh, I feel like, man, once you, once you got it right, that squeeze is just, I mean, even if guys take damage on an arm bar or like take damage on a leg lock and you crank it and they don't tap, chokes, it doesn't matter. Going to sleep. So probably go over some arm triangle details. And I'm big on leg lock escapes. I, I, that's like the two best. I got a couple BJJ Fanatics DVDs, but I just put out a new one. It's called Breaking Free. They came up with the name of the idea, but or the other thing again, but, uh, um, cause I was like called Dismantling Leg Locks Volume Two and they didn't want to do a volume two. So the first one is, dismantling leg locks and then i had some other corny ones that they didn't like i had chat gpt come up with some names <laughs> they were stupid i was like but it's crazy how it's crazy how that good that thing is because some of them were pretty good like where i, I put up um because breaking free sounds like that um scientology documentary that they oh put yeah. Out. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i forget what that one's called uh Go, clear. going clear yeah going, going clear going yeah clear, so it sounds like that uh, but, uh, like I just asked chat GP, I should, I should have brought it up. I don't know where it's at now, but, uh, uh I should have like, um, I asked it like, what give me good names for a leg lock escape instructional. And it just spits out names in like yeah, seconds. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, wow, this is insane. Um, but I feel like that too is like, probably what can I, if I was teaching a bunch of people, what can I best serve everybody with? Like, sure. I want to show you my best thing, but then I think also, showing you like uh, a leg lock escape you know my my jiu-jitsu hero uh, i can't believe it brings this up is john jock machado okay. um i got to train with him a bunch and he's such a beast and he's such a great guy and like everything he says is like you know if you think 10th planet is sorcery like john jock literally is a sorcerer like he's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a level 10 magic card pokemon whatever the hell <laughs> he's he's the end boss because <laughs> when you roll with him it's like going like going with a ghost like you can't put any pressure on him. He's just not there. And when you think you, you know, he just, and he's, he's got such a weird, you know, he just shuts everything. If like there's videos of him rolling with Eddie Bravo and he just shuts everything down. Like anybody that tries to like, you know, I've seen guys go, you know, try to go after him and younger guys too. And he's just such a, he's such a beast. There's a role with Grace, uh, with our student Grace Gundrum. There's a role with her on 
um, YouTube against John Jock. And it's not against, but everybody's watching. It's just like to see Grace. I mean, I'm not, I'm sure she was nervous, but to see her like just get hit with some weird moves, like it's just, it's invisible. It's like what they call with Hickson, yeah. that invisible jujitsu. Like you can't even, I can't even explain it to you. You just yeah. have to feel it. And even then you got to have some kind of understanding of like, oh, and it must be just, I can't figure it out. And he's just, oh, Matt, more Matt time, my brother. I'm yeah. like, damn it. Like, that's not what I want to hear. Tell me a secret. You know, just keep train, train for fun. You I don't know, know if my, I don't know if my coach got this from somewhere. I was, I've been saying it for so long. I don't even know where he got it from, but just for every level is another level. Yeah. It, it doesn't end. It's, it's Especially with there's always some there. I don't know. I won't, I don't know about him, but there's always somebody that will make even a high level guy feel like a white belt. Like, Oh yeah. What well, just, if you listen ha- what just to, happened? Yeah. I mean, if that's what Gordon's him, famous for now is like making guys look like, there's like They're their nothing. first day of training. Like, yeah, like they can't even they can't even get a game started against him. Yeah, it's my it yeah. is mind boggling. Like you're like, OK, this guy's going to do something. Yeah. And you're like, what? He just ran that guy over, you know, yeah, yeah. But that that's how John Jock, John Jock talks about like Hickson and, you know, um, and like holes and stuff like he just talks about how they would just like, oh, he was the best. I got you know what I mean? Yeah. So to him, like that's. You know what I mean? The yeah. next level, which is crazy. Yeah, at um, my at my level, just in my school, like when I'm rolling with like maybe a white belt or a new guy, and they're just like, "Man, I can never get anything started against you." I'm like, "Do you see how you feel? I am going over here now to roll with that guy, and I'm about to have that same feeling because he's going to hand me yeah. my ass like I handed you yours. So it's not, you know, it's every every everyone's evolving, and for every level, there's another level. It really does mean something, you know, like. Yeah. I'm, I get my ass handed to me on the regular too. Yeah. Don't worry. Guy, yeah. It's crazy. Some of the guys think, I mean, they, you know, they're like, Oh Zach, you're so, he, he's so good or whatever. And then like, I, I did like a light round with JT yeah. and like when he came in for a seminar and he shoulder pressured me to almost to sleep. And really? I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, I, I didn't think I was like, cause you look at it like, I get out of that. And you're like, no, you won't dude. Yeah. He'll just kill you. You know, if he yeah. wanted to easily with like, it's a joke, which is fun. That's why I love it. All right, we have question number two from the humble killer. You said his name, Sean. Yeah, Sean. Yeah. And he says, "Who would win the intergender championship? Craig Jones versus Gabby Garcia? And Damn. would you? And would you take on the winner? No, and no. <laughs> Actually, yeah. If it was for the right amount of money, sure, I'll yeah. do it for my family. You know. What so, I mean? who do you but, got, uh, Craig Jones or Gabby Garcia? I get. I gotta go, Craig Jones, just because of the leg lock situation. I feel like you know. I don't think, you know, Craig Jones, one of the best leg lockers in the world. I don't think she can defend those legs. Um, I, yeah. I agree. All right. So we have the nimble Yeti. I'll nice. you, I don't know if you know who this is. Uh, I, I have a, a question. I, I have a question. He says, how do you make you, you kind of mentioned this before. How do you make time for your own progression when you're in those periods of time where you're teaching or traveling a lot? Yeah, it's tough. I do watch a lot of instructionals. Like I do watch a lot because I want to see what, you know, people were going against or doing. I want to see just what the, um, uh, you know, just general feel for guys. And like, it's funny because guys will be like, I don't want to name any names. But guys will be like, oh, this guy's so good. Like he's putting out all this cool material. But then I'm like, yeah, you know, he's stealing it off this guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I've seen it. His was out. His was out before his, you yeah. know? So, and even, even stuff that I teach, I mean, obviously I didn't come up with it. You know, I just maybe have like your own little spin or your own idea on it. So it's not really stealing per se, unless you like copied the whole guy's DVD or something like yeah. that. Um, but I do watch a lot of that. So I'm always trying to keep my ear to the streets. 
Um, I just got off an injury, so I haven't really been rolling in two months. I just started rolling again. And I feel like that really helps. Like, I feel like, um, I don't know how Donaher does it. And some of these guys do it when they're not training, because for me, I want to see what's working. I got to get in there and like try different things. And um, I'm always trying to like, um, one thing I definitely do is I, I pick, you know, I, I started specific training myself more, like, especially getting older, dealing with injuries. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try as opposed to just going in and rolling and doing whatever and having no mind, which sometimes is good to do that too. I'm not saying any which way is right or wrong, but um, what I'll do is I'll have like a specific thing like, okay, for a month, I'm actually going to try to get good at deep half. You know what I mean? I'm actually going to try to, you know, really play half guard. Sure. Whatever happens, happens, but I really want to put myself in positions and it's hard for people to do that because you might get tapped. You know, you might, you know, it's tough because you got to go teach class and then all these guys are looking up to you, whatever. And then if you just go in there and get washed by all your purple belts, that's not a good thing. You know, like, sure, they're going to take, you're teaching the snakes to bite. So they're going to get you every now and then. <laughs> I like um, that. <laughs> but I, I'm trying to figure out, I forget, I stole that from somebody, but I, I forget like, uh, or um, I, I try to like, okay, I'm working deep half. Like I realize, like, hey, if I mess up, like they might get you, you know, or like I'm really trying to get arm bars or i'm really trying to you know work on my back i want to take everybody's back for a month you know and like one of my guys sid he teaches uh some of our kids classes uh sid tabularo he's a beast competitor too and um he's only he's 18 years old he's a purple belt he's a beast and um like he'll he'll have nights where like it'll be advanced class and he'll come up to me and be like you know some nights he'll be like i'm not throwing any leg locks tonight you know or other nights he'll be like yo i'm gonna put i'm just gonna spam imanari rolls i'm just gonna keep <laughs> Keep grabbing yeah. and putting you in leg locks and just really annoy the shit out of guys and try to tap people like six, seven, eight times in a round. But sometimes just like, hey, man, I'm just going to try to relax and not get hurt as well. You know, so I'm kind of yeah. like that's yeah. one way that I've been really trying to progress myself is force myself into playing positions I wouldn't normally uh, play and do things I wouldn't normally do. So that's good. Letting people put me in submissions and like working to get out of it. That's another good way too. like. Uh, if you never put yourself in bad positions, you're not, you know. Yeah. If I, gonna... if I'm rolling with somebody, you use like a white belt or a blue belt and I'm just beating them a lot. I'll usually just let them like, okay, here, start on my back or let's start, let's start in side control. Like, yeah or, yeah. or tell them what's your favorite position or what are you working on? Is there something you're working on? And just like, let them kind of, you know, we, we that's can, awesome. You do that. Yeah. Because yeah. there's so many guys that just, and I don't know if it's like a, you know, mental thing or whatever, but they'll just, tap the other guy out a thousand times. I'm like, what are you doing? No. I'm like, help him. Hey, you get even what the kids don't understand. So I have to explain to him like, Hey man, let's help him out. Help your partner out. If, Hey, if he, you tap him out once and you're like, Oh, I, I could crush this kid. Let me help him a little bit. Let yeah. them even tap. And now my kids will let them other kid tap them. Not like just all yeah. the time, but every now and then it'll be like, Oh, you got me. Good one. Yeah. You know, build their confidence up a little bit. Don't just, saw them off of 50 times in the yeah. same arm bar. I let them get close. I don't want to build them up too much. Yeah. I let them get close. Right. I exactly. let them get super yeah. close and then I'll wrestle out them it. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Back to where you came from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely, I like to do that. Like my, my rule just for my, myself is if I am usually if I got, if I'm, if I tap somebody really quick, then I'm like, okay, like I'll pull and let them get into an advantageous position yeah, or yeah. again, let them do something that they like. But, um, yeah, it depends, you know, some, some days it's, uh, you had a bad day and you're like, no, I'm going to tap you 50 times. Exactly. With, with yeah. stuff that you don't even know how to defend yet. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go to our next question is juggernaut 10 P 
Nice. Got to be a 10th planet guy, right? Yeah, I know this. So, yeah, you know him. Uh, yep. he's, he's got a couple of questions here. So he says, what's the proper age for a child to start jujitsu? Well, I mean, honestly, they could start whenever. I mean, I got my son. I think I just, uh, my son is going to be two coming up in July, um, beginning of July. So with him, you know, he's not ready to do moves and stuff yet. Yeah. But what I do do with him is I do bring him to the dojo all the time. That's two words that he says, dojo and guys. He's a guys yeah. dojo dojo guys <laughs> so he loves all he loves all the guys at the dojo um but i want him to just be around it you yeah. know so introduce him to the mat so he's not like afraid like because i see some kids they, they come in their first day of jiu-jitsu they're eight and they're just scared shitless because yeah. you know it's something it's not What's because jiu-jitsu it's yeah. just something different you know but i would just put the kids in you know as as uh you know sometimes they they can they can handle it at four or five if they have older brothers or sisters or they're just a more mature kid, but some kids they need to wait till they're like, you know, six to eight years old, somewhere in there. You yeah. know, um, my goal is to start my son though, like in uh, gymnastics, as soon as he's like, I can take him to a good gymnastics place twice a week. And, um, you know, it, because it's my son, I don't know if since I'm the teacher, it might be a little bit different for me. Like I've seen people have problems with their kid their kid and they're the teacher they're the coach and your son's playing baseball for you and he's like shut up dad and you're like no you can't say that here i'm the coach you know so like i don't want to start that so i might just take him to another local jujitsu school um like a friend of mine like i thought about putting him in because when you're smaller it's easier to throw the kids in a gi and just have them run around and you can grab them by the belt and you know what yeah. i mean so I don't know if a uh, shout out to inverted gear. He uh, Nelson, he does a lot of our gear for us and stuff. I would take him over there and just let him train once a week just to get him like different than just being super yeah. comfortable at our place, you know? And then when he gets older, I'll understand, you know? So I know I a lot of guys that, that do jujitsu. Yeah. Like uh, if I, t I tell people if they actually train jujitsu and they're talking about like when should they should bring their kid in, I tell them, and this is totally a Gracie thing that I heard way back in the day is like play jujitsu with them, like start to get them. Like when you're yes. playing with them, like get them to pass your guard and like regain the guard and it's just make it a game. Totally a Gracie thing, not an original thought for me, but I've I've imparted that up, uh, on people. Like play with them at home, see if they're even going to take to it. If they're just like, they just don't like to do this. You might have yeah, to wait yeah. till they're a little bit older. I know my school, True. it's just like minimum four and then it's got to be kind of the personality of the kid though too. Exactly, they might come yeah. in and be like totally scared clinging to mommy's leg or like really interested like what well, oh wow kids i want to play and they're ru they're running right on the mat and yeah. they're like they want to play so it's it's like sometimes it's the the personality of the kid as well but definitely play exactly, with them a little yeah. at home if you're somebody who trains you know what you're doing you know what the basics are play around a little bit and see if they even take to it because if you that's a great that's that's great yeah we know that right if any you know a shit to this i'm 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 gonna be 50 and i'm and i hate when somebody tells me what to do so when you push them towards something Right. What do we tend to do as human beings? We like push back. We're like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not you told me that yeah. now you're not going to do it even if it's good for you. Cause you're like, cause exactly. somebody told me I have to do it, you know? So, all right. Next question. Uh, Juggernaut gave us a couple of questions here. So do you see finishers ever getting to the point where it's like a W and O or an EBI? And then he's a parentheses in terms of popularity or are you more focus on the underground? Um, I'm more focused on the underground because I feel like those other tournaments are already in place. So I don't want to like, you know how like a, an organization comes around and is like, we're going after, we're going to compete with UFC. And I'm like, why? 
Like you don't have the resources to do it unless you're like one championship. So that's like the 1% of every organization. So for me, it's like, why am I going to battle with them? I would rather work with them. And also too, um, just from a business perspective is the risk versus reward. Like how much money do I want to put into the tournament as to what revenue am I going to get back? Mm -hmm. Like I see these guys, like some of these tournament promoters go out there and I just feel like, you know, not to call anybody out, um, but I just feel like they're lying. You know, when it comes to the pay-per-view numbers or it comes to the, uh, you know, streaming numbers, like flow obviously gets a huge amount of support because a lot of people already have the, you know, streaming service, you know, UFC fight pass, same thing, but to buy a pay-per-view of a jujitsu event, I feel like it's very difficult. So like, you know, we're on flow. Everything's great. We got the venue, like I said, so I don't have to like worry about all the different things. So I feel like it'd just be a lot of unadded, unneeded stress to try to take like finisher sub only globally or something like that. It just would be too crazy. And I don't, I don't see the, uh, what I'd be getting back. I, I you know, yeah, that's, that's a massive like, endeavor. And you, yeah. You're talking about, you have a, a, a young, young kids or kid or kids. Yeah. Just one. He's going to be two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Imagine having to pack up and start traveling around the country when you got a little kid. Or is yeah? Are, are they coming with you? Or are they staying behind? If now I'm away, who's watching my school? Who's training? Right. So exactly, it becomes yeah. When you've got a home base like that, I mean that's yeah. It's cool to just I have stick it there. with what works. Yeah. And it doesn't. I don't have to worry about the streaming and the internet at other places. It's like all in place. And, um, you know, look, if someone came to me and said, hey, like, I'd like to pump some money into this and let's see if we can make it like, you know, have a couple bigger events during the year or whatever, mm -hmm. then I would say sure. But every promotion that I've seen try to like get too big uh, over the course of whatever amount of time really fast ends up kind of like, you know, losing yeah. everything. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> so it's cool. I'm just cool being small and just keep pumping out numbers and having fun with it. So his uh, next question is, what's it like being the godfather of East Coast Jiu-Jitsu? <laughs> I don't know if I'm the, the godfather, but uh, maybe like, a, what was the son's name? Maybe I'm the godfather's son or something. But uh, no, I just, I, I these guys pump me up and stuff. I really appreciate them. Shout out to Ryan. Um, but it is fun. Like, I know I do a lot of stuff behind the scenes that some of the guys, you know, may not even know about or like being involved with other, some of the tournaments I've helped out with or just, I call it, um, you know, well, not I call it, but it's called like a, you know, in, in um, I'm a big hip hop fan. So like, you know, they talk about like, oh, he ghost wrote that song for him, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I know Jay, Jay Z did a lot of that. Like I was like, uh, I like Jay Z. People would always battle me like who's better Jay Z or Nas. I like Jay Z. Um, but I mean, I love Nas too, but I always thought Jay Z was better. Um, and just more of a business minded guy. Cause I feel like that's a part of it too, which he got so huge and, and, um, you know, he just killed it on all these different business fronts. But, uh, I would always say like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the leading ghostwriter in the area because so many people don't know that I either helped them, you know, open up a school or, you know, just, and not even like I got paid or anything like that. Like I just, you know, people saw me as someone who was becoming successful from, you know, not having anything like I wasn't just a guy who just came in with a whole bunch of money and opened up a huge place like you know I'm just like they saw me start they knew who I was before now they saw everything get to a you know a good level that we're being successful and they're like let me ask this guy what's up so I end up helping a lot of people so now they call me the godfather I'm like yeah all maybe right. I ghost wrote it maybe I didn't you that's good I mean? man that's good. it'll come out well. my tell-all book <laughs> <laughs> and his last question is if you weren't running a jiu-jitsu school what would you be doing um, 
I'll tell you, this is a weird one, but lately I think I would go and I got a, I have a degree in criminal justice or um, mm. applied science, I guess, from um, uh, the sales university here in um, Allentown. It's actually in Allentown, Pennsylvania, but I think I would want to be a lawyer. I know that sounds crazy, um, but obviously lawyers get paid and I watch a lot of like criminal, you know, stuff. And um, when I was going to college, um, I didn't want to be a cop or anything, but I worked in juvenile probation. So I was working with like a lot of young kids and everything. And uh, I, de I definitely didn't want to be a police officer just because I saw how hard at work it is. And, you know, they take a bad rap and shit. And some of the guys were like guys from my high school that were kind of like dickheads in high school. I don't want to work with them. And uh, um, but now, like, you know, things have changed, obviously. But I still I don't know. I, I don't think I'd want to be like, a um, you know, driving around a car, arresting people. But I didn't, I loved working with kids. So that's why I kind of got into it. But in college, they make you like, if you want to be like forensic science, you have to take chemistry. I don't know anything about science like that, <laughs> like is not my repertoire and like math when they start introducing numbers and parentheses, it's like, what? I'm like, forget this. So instead of taking those classes, they said that you can take classes that were more towards like the courts. So like, you mm -hmm. know, a lot of different, um, you know, just theories on like the, the, um, constitution, all this different stuff. So I took a lot of those classes and ended up getting more classes towards what I would need to, you know, go to school to be a lawyer. So I was like, man, should I do that? Get like a master's degree and everything. Um, but I decided to drop out and do jujitsu. Um, I did <laughs> get my degree. Well. But I, I did get my degree, but I think like if I wasn't doing this, I think that would, that would be something I could do because lawyers get paid too, you know, oh, yeah. and um, I would just shave my beard and wear long sleeves and clean myself up and <laughs> be a high priced lawyer for um, uh, athletes and who knows. You know, my I mean? mother Something had like it in that. my head. She's like, I love, I was always a talker, so she'd be like, You love to talk yeah. so much, you should be a lawyer. And that's what they I all said to grandmas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I got older, my uh, like I was gonna follow my foot father's footsteps and be a cop, he was a, a cop in New York City. Uh, nice. and I'm so glad I didn't do that. I am so glad I didn't do yeah. not at oh, least man, not that's there. tough. Yeah. New York City is just insane. Yeah. You know, I, I grew up on Long Island, so it was like that was the thing. You either became you were a cop or you became a fireman. And you lived on the island, you drove into the city, you came home. But we were fish out of the water when we went to the city, you know, Long Island yeah. kids like not even the same culture, just it was just culture shock. I'm glad I didn't do it. I it was around the time I was going to school. I left I didn't go I was went away to school, SUNY Albany, came back. My parents were like, you're not going back a second year because I failed like one class. Yeah. Just I went to party. And uh, then I started going to community college. I took criminal justice and I took the test, got like one wrong on the test, got a high score. And this is when Giuliani came in and said you had to have a two year degree to even get a call. Oh, so okay, then I was yeah. just like, oh, I got to finish school. Girlfriend gets pregnant, drop out of school, blah, blah, blah. And then I just never finished. And then I, I made a second attempt when I came down here to Florida uh, that's a whole other story that I'm not going to share. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, as when I was older, I made a second attempt down here and then, you know, kind of just, uh, uh, wasn't the best driver. We'll just leave it like that. <laughs> and you gotta be down here. You take the car home. They, you know, most, uh, oh, okay. you're a cop, yeah, most, yeah. You, you take the car home. So you have to have like an impeccable driving record. And I, yeah, did, my driver. And I did not. Yeah. Mine's <laughs> not that great. <laughs> I got a ticket going to my buddy's house the week before I was interviewing, for the Fort Lauderdale PD. Like, oh. ah. It was like, I mean, you just really close the book on it. And no matter yeah. what happens to the ticket, you pretty much like close the book on it at that point, like a week before too. So it's like, and yeah. then other stuff I, happened oh, like man. that too. But 
Yeah, I mean, I've had, dude, I've had ones where I went to, uh, I went and taught a seminar, made 800 bucks, and on the way home, I got like a $250 ticket. And I'm just like, damn, dude, I really need this money right now. I don't know why you're doing me like this. Yeah. All right, last question for, last listener question, because we still have a couple more questions. What was Zach's favorite experience in traveling to coach or compete himself at a competition? What was your favorite experience? Ooh, that's a good one. This is a Renee um, underscore Souza. Nice. Yeah. Big Renee just had a, he just tapped out Andre, Andre Petrowski and Fury, which is dope by ankle lock. I was down there coaching him. So that was cool. Coming at me with a good question, man. I don't know. There's been so many good ones. I think, uh, in the beginning when I first started traveling, um, you know, I got to shout out Grace Gundrum. I mean, she really, uh, did a lot for my career as a coach, just getting so good and, and being able to compete on a high level. So, um, there's been a lot of great memories with her and just traveling around the country. I think probably my best memory would be going with her to Japan um, when Quintet happened, just because I never, I've only ever been to Canada and I never really was out of the country besides that. So um, it was like a anxiety filled trip because the flight was crazy and I had to sit in a seat for all that long and just getting there and being involved in the culture and stuff and, and um, being able to train there and everything was really cool. So I think that's got to be uh, right up there. there. Maybe that's not my number one, but it's definitely right now what I could think of on the top of my head. It's definitely one of the big ones because, you know, having jujitsu pay for that, you know, and take us to another like Japan of all places. Like even telling my dad, like he was super pumped. He was like, what? Like, why are you going there? I was like, I, I'm telling you, my students competing in Japan. Were your parents like, supportive of, of your jujitsu during when you like, I'm going to do this for a living? Were they supportive? Yeah, they always were. Yeah. Um, my mom, you know, she wasn't like, you know, she didn't really didn't know. Like, she was like, all right, if that's what you want to do, you know. And then my dad, you know, he followed me. He got me into karate and everything back in the day. So he followed a lot of my career in the beginning uh, when I was fighting, like, regularly and stuff. And, um, yeah, he he really, uh, he really helped me. And they were always supportive. They would just look at me sometimes, though, like, when I first started and be like, you are making money, right? Like, <laughs> you're you're okay, right? And I'd be like, yeah, I'm all right. Cause I did live in the gym and stuff for a while uh, when I first opened it, but they would be like, all right, well, as long as you're okay, like, you know, <laughs> just do what you want. I, no, I don't have aspirations to own a gym, but when I did get into jujitsu, I was 40, it was uh, a week, two weeks before my 41st birthday is when I started jujitsu. I had done a little nice. stand up, always had like a bag hanging in the, in the house or in the living room. I had an Everlast stand in my living room. Like I always like, nice. you know, I was always a fan. Yeah. My dad was a boxing fan. I was a fan. I could, you know, did a little bit of wrestling in, in junior high. So it's like, I always had the, like the itch. Um, but when I, when I was doing jujitsu and like real, like it was like training every day. So it's like, what are you doing? You're 40 years old. And I'm like, yeah, jujitsu is for everybody. Wait a minute. You know, like <laughs> jujitsu is for everybody. What do you do? And uh, he's just like, what are you doing? You know, this is, this is crazy. And I still think to this point, he's like, you still doing that jujitsu? You know, it's like, yeah, like I have this podcast and he's listened to a couple of them now. I'm like, Hey, listen to that. When nice. we talk about law enforcement or I mentioned you and, and he's listened to a couple, but yeah, they thought I was, they, you know, really 40, you're going to do jujitsu. What happened? <laughs> why didn't you stick with karate when we had you in, when you were 12? Like what, why are you doing this now? Yeah. So Got, some, some of our guys get their balls busted by their parents and stuff when they get injured. If they're like, you know, one guy is like a, you know, whatever, like he works for, you know, has an office job and he hurts his knee and he's limping around and his family's like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's like, what else you want me to do? You know yeah. what I mean? That's true. Like some guys are spending thousand dollars golfing. Some people are getting into gambling. I'm like, yeah. we're training. Like, I tell my wife, I'm like, I know, like, number one, I've, I've told them like, you know, all of like 
your friends' husbands? And what addiction would you rather me? Would you rather me have this addiction and you know that I'm going to the gym or laying on the couch watching football games or like fantasy yeah. this and that and like laziness and not doing anything like this is probably the best addiction I could have because otherwise it's going to be like I, you got to let this out somehow and usually it's going to wind up for a lot of people it's going to be like drinking and partying and like doing yeah. stupid shit and getting yourself in trouble I don't have energy to do anything stupid at the end of the week you know I'm like I, yeah, I, me neither. I, I, tell, uh, I tell people I go to bed earlier on Friday and uh, Friday and Saturday night, my, my school does seven days a week. So uh, weekends, it's open mats. 9 a.m. open mats is like the, the one class. And um, I go to bed earlier on those days just because I want to be like rejuvenated. Like me and my wife, are like we were like old, like 10, you're in bed on a Friday at 10 o'clock or 1030. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, it's my favorite. Like during the week, I'm like, my mind's going business. I'm like, it's 1230 at night and I can't fall asleep. Like a baby on Friday and Saturday night because I yeah. just know tomorrow's tomorrow's the easy day. Going in exactly. and having like little I, freaking guys half my age trying to kill me. You know? Unless I'm traveling or something, I'm getting to bed early. I don't. I never see the main event in UFC. <laughs> I fall asleep. I like on the couch and I wake up. I'm like it just ended. I'm like all right, well. Next I time. love the fight nights because now the fight nights start with like, like yeah, they're seven early. to five o'clock sometimes, seven, eight. I like when it's in another country and it yeah. starts at like 1 p.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. That's beautiful. <laughs> done by six, have dinner, and you're done, you know? All right, so we have one last group of questions. We can go through these a little bit faster. We call this... The Drill Down. That's our special effects. That's <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so this is a group of questions. Like a lot of people ask these same questions. So we've just like formulated. We just ask everybody instead of saying like, send us those questions. So we're going to go through these real quick. So the first one is going to be like the most obvious. Gi or no gi? No gi. No gi. Takedown or pull guard? Um, Right now, I mean, I like takedowns, but my own personal, I'll pull guard. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to pull. <laughs> yeah. I'm a... Uh, I, I, I got to throw this in. like I've pulled guard a lot through like I blew out my knee before COVID and for like the last like, two years I'm like constantly pulling guard and then the, we got good with the lockdown and like Z guard and stuff like that but now I'm not pulling guard like now I'm a hundred percent at least you know my knees and yeah. I don't pull guard so much anymore. And the guys are like, "What's going on? Why are you, you know, you're not making <laughs> yeah, it easy for me?" Yeah, they don't expect it. <laughs> now that's I'm why like, I take guy, yeah. get on top, stay on top. Now you know, yeah. I'm back to that's that. what I've been doing a lot. I, a lot of people they don't they don't think of me as knowing how to wrestle, so that's good because yeah. I always pull guard. Because then every now and then I'll ankle pick someone in the next week. And they're like, "What? Where did that come from?" <laughs> gotcha. There you <laughs> go. Okay, music during rolling, yes or no? Yes. What's your preference? The kids like hip hop. I love it too, but maybe not during rolling. I like reggae more during rolling because it kind of like keeps everybody not so crazy. Okay. You know? So Chill. now I've got to assume that I'm going to throw in this question. This is a another listener question, and I put it here. Uh, the handle is MMA Jewish Better. Nice. You know who that is? Yeah. Yeah. You know okay. So he says, ask him about his what's his favorite hip hop album. <laughs> Man, favorite hip hop album. I mean, there's some there's some good ones. Um, I have to say, just because of the era I grew up went in, I would have to say a, a tie between Biggie, um, the uh, yeah, either that or Fifty Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying, okay. just because that album you could uh, 
just put it on and play out the whole thing. Yeah. And um, I remember being in college and I just kept playing it and they kept getting pissed off because girls were getting mad because I just kept replaying it from the beginning. And they're like, put something else on. And I'm like, no, no, we're listening to 50 Cent, Get Rich or Die Trying. And he's, I know I, a lot of people don't like 50 and he's not the, he's not even the best lyricist per se. It's just that album with Dr. Dre is put with, and Eminem is just mm. put together so good where just every song is like a hitter, yeah. you know, like either that or like uh, the first real Biggie album that came out because I was a young kid during that, that was really good too. I mean, that had like a little bit of everything. It was super raunchy. And uh, still had like, you know, girl songs on there as well. So, you know, and if everybody doesn't, you know, everybody knows those ones. They have Method Man on it and stuff. So I got to say a tie between those two. So what would your walkout song be then? Nowadays, man, I don't even know. Right now, I'm, I've been caught. I, I I came out to Tribal Seeds, which is like, a um, you know, a reggae song. Okay. So sometimes I come out to that, but uh Maybe maybe I would throw on a Pop Smoke and Kanye West see the vision. That one goes hard. Okay. It's a little bit different. Like some, I just got to be something to like really pump me up. Um, I think I, my first uh, my first fight I made it came out to DMX. So <laughs> there you go. Okay. <laughs> All right. So are you studying a lot of tape? Do you watch a lot of MMA and jujitsu when you're not on the mats? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I actually started working for Flow Grappling. I have a part-time gig with them oh, as like a freelance freelance guy. Yeah, I do like clipping of some of the live events that they do. I was doing that for a while, and now um, I did same thing uh, for Who's Number One. I clip out a lot of the things. So sometimes the guys are competing, and like the clips that they're putting on um, Instagram, I'm like cutting the clips and putting it in a, a folder, and these other guys are like going through them. So oh, I'll do that. Cool. Yeah, and then I like update like uh, results and stuff on their event hub. So like some of the local events, and that's kind of why I started that WSOA because I'm already dealing with a lot of these local smaller events where I can like, Hey, give me that are on flow, especially I'm like, Hey, send me the results. I'll update them on their site. So that way people can actually go. A lot of times the results are just lost in the wind here. You can go on and see, you know, who won and what have you. So a lot of times I'm seeing all these people, you know, and I might, if I have to clip the event, I'm seeing every match. And then like what I'll do is I'll get the beginning and the end, but then in the middle, they're like, you're a black belt, you, you know, you're good. You know what looks cool. Just give me anything that looks cool. So like any transition, like that's like a reversal or like a submission attempt or a submission, mm -hmm. like I'll clip that out and send it to them. So it ends up me seeing an, a massive amount of, you know, jujitsu techniques, moves. And then with our tournament every month, I'm seeing, you know, what's lurk, working on the mid to high level where I'm like, all right, you know, guys are doing this. We need to work on that. So it kind of helps with that. And then I do like on Wednesdays, cause I teach at night. I always make time um, today I did the podcast with you guys, but I always kind of make time to watch and like kind of formulate what I'm going to teach for the week. Like mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I'll do it on a Monday, but so I end up seeing a lot of stuff, but I will say this. Sometimes I'll just take like for, you said the weekend, I'll take the entire weekend off unless there's a, an event, obviously I'll take the entire weekend off. And I just, instead of listening to or like watching jujitsu videos, I'll just listen to like, like murder mysteries, some corny shit like that, or I'll listen to like other business stuff. And then sometimes I just won't have anything. It'll just be music for the weekend. So that way I don't feel like I'm in school. You know, yeah, I don't want to feel yeah, like yeah. I'm, I want it to be fun. I want it to be like intriguing. I don't want it to be like, all right, I'm watching another video. You know, yeah. I don't want it to feel like I'm, you know, putting myself through hell. I'll I wanna do that too. I'll purposely, shut anything off i've it's funny because i didn't always use it but 
turning on the do not disturb on my phone. Oh like yeah. Putting that on. Like I did it Huge. during the podcast. Like I do that more often now. Cause I'm like, I have, if I don't every client, like, you know, I have the marketing company, I have the podcast. Every client has either a WhatsApp open with us, like me and their, the, my daughter works for the company. So it's usually me and my daughter in a chat so they can get one of us if they need something. So it's either a text chat or WhatsApp. So like, they can get me whenever they want. But there are just sometimes I've got to like I've got yeah. to turn it off, and I do try to find something that has nothing to do with marketing, business development, or jujitsu. I just want to turn off my brain from that, yeah. and I want to yep. find something really stupid. Right now, I'm watching The Tick on Nice, on I Prime. remember that one. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was actually I think there's two Tick. There was an older one. I'm watching the most recent one on Prime, but I think it was only two seasons. I'm I'm nice. like right, yeah, yeah. maybe two or four seasons. I forget. And Mr. Robot. And that just got me so, I don't know if you know Mr. Mr. Robot, yeah, it was yeah, like a yeah. series on USA. I never watched it back in the day, so I've been watching that, and I'm like hooked. So that's been my like turn, get my mind away from business. So like I'll always find something like that. Yeah. Before, I used to leave jujitsu and just watch jujitsu videos, but I was yeah. like, really? Come, you know, like she'd walk into the bedroom, and I'm like, I'm like casting YouTube videos. Gotta to take a prank, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm just like, I do it in, now I'll do it in the morning. Or before, if I know I'm going to training, I'm going to stretch or I like massage gun, then I put it on and up because I'm about to do that. So I'm preparing myself, but I've, yeah. I've had to, I've had to learn how to turn my brain off, which is hard, especially my, the marketing company is only a couple of years old. So it's been, I had to work seven days a week for a long time to get it off the yeah. ground and now it's there and it's working. And now I have other employees doing stuff. Now I pay nice. people to worry about it. You know, now, yeah, like, you know, exactly. my daughter, sorry, huh? That's the goal. <laughs> sorry, Tori. Yeah. All right. So next question. So. Um, who are your favorite competitors to watch? Jiu-Jitsu and MMA. Um, right, man, I, I always like anybody who does, you know, add jujitsu into it in an MMA. But I mean, I, you know, I like all the top guys. I always like McGregor. I like watching him fight because it's always going to be like a whole situation, whether Spectacle. he wins or loses. <laughs> yeah, I could really care less a lot of the times, like who wins the fights. Like they're always like, who do you want to win? I'm like, I don't know. I just want to see a crazy fight, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, I like seeing, like I said, I like seeing jiu- to anyone who's gonna throw some jujitsu, because I kind of like to see just what happens. Like that Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill, that was an awesome fight. That was a great was cool. fight. Yeah, it was cool to watch that. Like just her hitting the throws and getting reversed, and then playing guard. And you're just like, hey man, that's, that's cool. Um, jujitsu, uh, I really like. I the same thing. I like watching. I do like watching Gordon. I like watching anyone who shuts down high level leg locks. Like when someone goes against a leg lock guy and just shuts it down and passes her guard and you know, that's, yeah. I love that kind of stuff. Somebody's so. got to tell Mackenzie Dern, like it's okay to pound. I think she's really good going for that record, right? Like the most submissions. Yeah. But yeah. Somebody's got to tell her like, you're pounding this girl out. Stop trying to take her back. Like you would have been, the fight would have been done like two rounds ago. Yeah. They would have just pounded yeah. her out, but she's always trying to go for the jujitsu finish. You know, Yeah, it's dangerous, yeah. dangerous. Like that people, those fighters, you never know. You could get clipped and then it's, you know, but she looked at, I, <laughs> anyway. that's, I, you know, I can't say I've watched every single one of her fights, but she has, there's only a handful. She looked great. Looked great. Yeah, most aggressive. She looked in shape. Yeah. They, you know, this is the first time she really looked in shape. She was on point and her standup was. Yeah. Was super aggressive. Really hitting her. Yeah. yeah I she liked was it. tagging her. She was connecting and it wasn't just to, you know, just to take her down, not just, you know, throwing hands as an entry to the takedown. She was, she held her own with her standup. It was great. Yeah, fight, yeah. man. Loved it. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. That's the kind of fights I want to see. Okay. So ultimate goal in the world of jiu-jitsu and MMA, if you want to put those together, what is your ultimate goal? What, what what do you want your legacy to be? 
Um, right now I want, if, if, if it's legacy, I want people to remember that I always, uh, you know, if I wanted people to remember something that I always helped as many people out as I can, I feel like that's huge. And I love the, you know, good karma from it. So the more people I can help and, you know, on a personal level, I feel like that's important to me, Mm -hmm. uh, especially having a family. I want to be able to show my son that like, I wasn't like, you know, greedy or anything like that, that I helped a lot of people. I want him to see that like, you know, humanitarian type stuff. And then also, uh, I want to just keep, you know, I want to keep coaching and keep putting people into high level matches. And I want people to see that it wasn't just like a, you know, one trick pony with one student got really good. Like I want to show people that I've, I've been producing, you know, good students and I can continue to do it. And, um, I probably want to retire honestly in like, like 10 years, by the time I'm 50, I want to be, you know, basically just teaching once or twice a week, maybe three times. So my goal, ultimate goal is to open up another two, three schools and then just kind of fade back and let everybody else get the opportunity to, you know, take the ball in their court and run with it, you know, and just kind of oversee everything. So that's kind of my goal. And like I said, if people remember me as someone who helped people and also, um, you know, uh, was a good guy to everybody, I think that's, I think that's huge, you know, type of person like I want to be not just about like, oh, being good at jujitsu or having people win medals. I want people to just know that, you know, deep down, I was a good person, always help people. So I think that's important. That's important. That's great. So normally our last question is, you're not a gi guy. So our normal, our last question is, do you, or do you not wash your gi belt? Because there's all this like controversy. So it, 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 there yeah. was controversy with me and one of my co-hosts. Like we would, we would always mess with each other about washing it. You, you have you ever put on the gi other than karate? Have you ever put on the jiu-jitsu oh, yeah. gi? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, I've I've trained a bunch. Like I actually know a ton of moves. Um, you know, I competed gi one time back in the day when like it was technically a blue belt. But every time I go to John Jocks, uh, like when I'm out in Cali, like I always super respectful. I always wear the gi in there, and like he okay. always says, he, he always takes a gi off and then you know, we roll no gi and stuff, but, um, you know, just, just cause it's there. Like, Oh, I went to Marcello's. I did gi up there. A lot of times it'd be like gi in the morning and then take a break and then come back for no gi. So I'd always do as much. And I, I feel like I tell the guys, you don't want to be ignorant to a whole nother style of jujitsu. That would be stupid to not know anything. Like if someone had a gi on and you had a gi on, you would just get destroyed. You know, that would be stupid. So like I've rolled with a lot of high level guys and I roll a John Jock and gi, you know, it's pretty amazing, but um, it's just not my main thing. Like maybe I'll do it more like when I get a little bit older or something, but for now I'm just, it's just not something I'm concentrating on. But I will say this about the debate on whether to wash the belt or not. When I did karate for years, you never, you wanted your belt to look beat up. Like if you had a brand new black belt or like a brand new, like when I got my second degree karate black belt, it was brand new and people would make funny because it looked like you know, the belt was like yeah. sticking up or whatever. So people would literally uh, take their belt and run it over with their car and throw it in the street and like just beat Wear it with it, a right? broom yeah. or a hammer or whatever. And like, I used to take it, like rub it against the wall and try to like fray the edges. Like this is obviously, you know, I was a kid. I didn't know that that was wrong. Then I found, I'm like, wait, you're not supposed to do that. I was like, I wanted it to look more beat up than it was. They're like, dude, you can't do that. Yeah. You know, um, but karate guy, there was the one guy is like his belt. He was like a 10th degree or some shit from, uh, I forget what, but he, his whole belt was. So I say, don't wash it, beat it up. Don't wash it. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm a, I'm, I'm a belt washer. Nobody nice. ever told me <laughs> not to do it. And until I think it was really bad. We had Wagner on the show. Wagner sat here and he said like, no, bec- like it's supposed to show the wear and tear from, it, it shows how much, You've been training. He says, how am I supposed to know how much you've been training if you've been like, and I'm like, 
No one ever said it to me like that. Nobody told me not to. Just always being clean. And then, again, when I started doing the podcast, I had a buddy who was an old school like black belt. He had been training like many, many moons. And uh, he was just like, it was like I had like, I don't know, like offended his mother or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't do that. What are you doing? Are you crazy? And then it just became this thing and this question that we asked. So I still wash my belt. I have two belts. One is real dark. One is light. One I wash more. One I wash less. And I never really... Now I've been doing it so long that I don't really care. I do as I approach, you know, knock on wood, God willing that I, you know, I get my black belt one day. Um, I do think about it with that one. Like, it's just like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, this is the black belt. This is my coach gave. It, I don't know. I, I feel like it might be a little different that I don't know that I want that to see the wash. I'm going to yeah, use yeah. a lot of Lysol on it or, or we have neutral zone clean. Uh, one of our sponsors, he sends us like this cleaning solution. You yeah, can just, just spray hit it with that. Yeah. And, and it's good. Yeah. It's a little MRSA never hurt well, anybody. Right. <laughs> it is funny too. When I go into, when I go to John Jocks and I put on the black, cause I have, you know, obviously I'm a black belt. So I put the black belt on It's crazy when the guys are like, looking at me like, did you just get your black belt? I'm like, no. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I just, I just never wear this belt. You know what I mean? It's like brand new. So they, they always look at our whole crew. They're like, what do you guys all just, uh, what are you guys like a team of brand new black belts? Like four of us with like belts all stiff. And they're like, but they love us over there. So. All right. So that was our last question, but I want to give you a minute to, uh, first of all, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate you coming yeah, no on. Problem. Want to take, give you a second to shout out any sponsors, uh, give everybody your handles for, you know, finishers for your school. Uh, I'll let you take a second. Go ahead. The floor is yours. Sweet. Thank you. Um, yeah, just appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for everybody who ended up getting me on the show here. Uh, I love doing stuff like this. Anytime I have a chance to talk more jujitsu with people, you know, in the community, I feel like that's huge. Um, if you just go to the link, my, follow me on Instagram. That's like the main thing at uh big uncle Zach Maslany. I don't even know where that came from, but, um, yeah, I'm like everybody's uncle. So I call people cuz a lot. I'm like, what's up cuz guys be like, yo, what up, bunk? Um, but check me out on Instagram. The link in my bio has everything, um, that I'm either pushing, selling or a part of it's a seminar series or anything. So you can always check in there. Um, obviously there's a finisher sub only finishers, MMA. 10 Planet Bethlehem, got a gang of students, got a whole team out there that's working hard. So just be on the look for us out there. And um, yeah, if you're ever in the Bethlehem, Pennsylvania area, that's where Jesus was born, come through, <laughs> check us out. And uh, yeah, you're always welcome to come through. So I know, I know Jesus. He, I, I, I met him when I was up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, don't hang up. I'm going to come take some pictures with you, but thank you so much for doing this, man. I really appreciate it, brother. No problem. Always thank you. Take care. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium Jiu-Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of Jiu-Jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box and give them a follow on Instagram at TheBJJBox. The Jiu-Jitsu Dummies would like to congratulate Neutral Zone Clean on the release of their newest product, a healthy and pH-balanced bar soap that's perfect for anyone looking to take care of their skin. This soap is made with all natural ingredients that help nourish and restore your skin's natural barrier. It contains glycerin, which naturally attracts moisture to itself in the skin, leaving it feeling soft and hydrated. 
The new bar soap also contains a blend of olive, coconut, and castor oils and shea butter, which are rich in vitamins, nutrients, essential fatty acids, and antioxidants that help fight harmful bacteria. With tea tree and other natural ingredients, it also helps in the prevention of fungal infections. Not only is it effective, but it also leaves your skin feeling fresh and lightly scented. It's gentle enough for even the most sensitive skin, making it a perfect choice for the whole family. Be sure to check out their website, NeutralZoneClean.com, for a range of all-natural products, including sprays, wipes, and shower gels, and use code JJD for 15% off your order. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow & Roll for all their support. Flow & Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow & Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowenroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowenroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. All right. Very cool, right? Yes. Cool dude. A lot Very going cool. on. You, what did you just say when we were taking pictures about jobs? What? About did, you, did you say something about you had too many jobs or you, you can't do too many jobs? Oh, no. I, was, I, can't, <laughs> I can't be fighter and producer. Oh, because, okay. So they, they, nobody heard that I said to you when we were off air, when we said goodbye. Yeah. Uh, to, we always take some pictures. I said, oh, this meat bow. Yeah. He doesn't train yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I guess I feel like I have to say that so they know. Oh, they, you know. Oh, is he a jujitsu guy too? Like, I feel no. like they might be asking it in their head. Well, and, I, I uh, be, I'm becoming a jujitsu fan at this point. Yeah, we yeah. got to get you on the mat, dude. You know, we got to get you on Just, the mat. Like I know some of the people in it. And, uh, comment on Gordon Ryan's shit on Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely uh, one of my recent favorites here. The, the conversation with Zach. Really nice dude. Yeah. Really like you could, very you know, when you can just tell good he has experience. like a very uh, calm demeanor. Yeah. You could just tell that he's got and good you experience. Know, good that, that comes from experience. Uh, that comes from, yeah, from being there, you know. And, um, you know, my life. How, uh, old, how old is he? He's, oh, we didn't ask. He's got to be like, in, he said like in 10 years he wants, so he's got to be in his 40s, like early 40s. Yeah, he did say something 30, right 39, yeah. 40, something like that. Well, yeah. Uh, Good dude, great interview. Thank you to Sean uh, at Flow and Roll for uh, for putting us together. And mentioning like, hey, you have this, you should have this guy on the show. Cool, love what he's got going on. Check him out. Uh, we put uh, we'll put all of his uh, Instagram handles in the bio in the description yep. on YouTube and on the podcast app. So, yep. uh, check us out at Jujitsu Dummies for all the ways to watch, listen, and support. I'm Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. At B-A-D-W-E-R-K-S on Instagram. We're gonna let you guys go. Thank you for sticking around. Peace, love jiu-jitsu. I had to look down at the thing to say, what else am I supposed to say? <laughs> yeah. 108, 118 I'm episodes. I'm waiting for it, and you're, you forgot. Peace, love jiu-jitsu. <laughs> <Us. There is. laughs>